Welcome to Bond by Numbers. Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. This is our third holiday special, and we are really excited to be here hosting this for you today. This bunch of silliness, this bunch of nonsense, this bunch of uh, Bond by Numbers uh, festivities. Uh, Bond by Numbers merriment. Merriment. If you thought you enjoyed the the Muppets Christmas special or <laughs> the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special, well, I'm telling you, you're going to love this Christmas special because we got yeah. a lot of treats in store for our listeners, don't we, Scott? We do. Jeff, question for you, my man. Uh, if we were characters from a Muppets Christmas Carol, who would we be? Hmm. Who would you... Oh, you... Who would we all be? Who would you would all be, be Scooter. Okay. I guess that's all right. He's a pretty glasses. cool guy. I Is like he even Scooter. in that, though? Is he even in that, the Muppet Christmas Carol? Um. Oh, damn. Maybe he's not. That's with a card, oh. right? Uh, no, the Muppet Christmas Carol is with Michael Caine. Yeah. Michael Caine. Yeah. So, so actually, I don't think he there? was. But you know what's funny? No. I'm just going to say, Rachel just recently got a t-shirt, and it's the mice in the brick wall, and it says, Cheese is for us, Mises. It's the greatest shirt I've ever seen. It is. That's it's pretty cool. I like that. Uh, that's hard. Josh would be um, the jolly... Uh, was it the 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 ghost of Christmas past? Like the big... You know, the, the big one? Yeah, you think so? You yeah. Think, yeah, I think that's probably right. I think Josh yeah. might be the, the ghost of Christmas present. Yep. And... I don't know who the hell I would be. I'd be. I think I'd be like one of the cows that's just like singing no, like on the street. No, 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 no. I don't know. No, I I think you'd be like <laughs> uh, one of the Marleys. You'd be one of the Marleys. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. I got like chains. Yeah, all the chains. Jeez. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You could be him. You could be him. Um, <laughs> I'm going to be. I'm, I'm clearly going to be the most redeemable Muppet character. Whoever the most redeemable Muppet character would be, that's mm. me. Because I'm I'm closest to piety and righteousness, aren't I? Yeah, I think maybe you're like the rabbit that gets pegged off with the wreath. <laughs> okay, we'll That's also one of my favorite yeah. lines. Anyways, uh-huh. <laughs> I remember my scenes. Uh, I was going to say, right, yeah, well, this... so we're going to be, it's just, we're going to be nuttier than a Christmas cake, so. We are. Know. Yep. Well, you know, we probably will. Be. Listeners we beware. Probably will be. All jokes aside, guys, it's been about a month since we uh, we closed shop on our three non-bond season, mm. and um, the season's been going slower than our some of our previous ones. But you know, life gets in the way. You know, we're, we're busy men, families, and jobs, and it isn't just as easy for us to you know hook up as we used to. So it no. uh, it's been slow but steady, and I think it's been simmering really nicely. You know, a nice Christmas stew we got on offer today because we've had time to plan for this. We have had time mm, to plan. Stew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Josh, how have you been lately, my man? Busy at work, busy at life. Still finishing up the Christmas shopping. Got a, only a few items left to go, but uh, Good. got what I was looking for for a main gift yesterday. So I'm happy about that. Uh, work is busy, uh, very busy. Uh, but uh, beyond that, uh, Jeff and I recently we had a board games night uh, with uh, Rachel and our uh, and another friend of ours. So nice that one, was pretty cool. Yeah, who won? Too bad about the internet uh, taking out the Jackbox, though. Yeah, it was weird. That's not like. Are you familiar uh... with Jackbox, Scott? No, I'm not. No. Uh, it's like an app where you can like download games off like your console. All right. Like, uh, you don't know Jack is what is kind of famous. Oh, for. I know Remember that. Yeah, games? of course. So yeah. it's basically yeah. that, and and uh, it's like a it's package kind of, like, of games. Yeah, it's like a package cool. of games on the PS5. Very cool. and there's different types of games, and it's kind of group group related games it's it's quite fun it's quite fun nice one yeah 
we played the uh, Sherlock Holmes card game. Um, yes, I do have that. It was our first trial, mm-hmm. and uh, it was actually really, it's actually re- really fun. Good. I'm pleased to hear that because I haven't really tried mine out yet. My wife and I uh, can't exactly get my three-year-old or seven-year-old yeah, to crack on with that one. Game, or I was going to say FIS4, yeah. but it'd be it's, tough. Yeah, that would definitely be, be tough. Uh, just to kind of a pro tip in advance, the card Thick Fog oh, is, uh, that's a <laughs> is, is definitely uh, it's a winner. something to use if you want to change, if you want to change the rules of the, of the game. I midway. feel like that episode in The Crown was kind of like, I think that's where they got it from, because, man, it was a killer. <laughs> the killer smog, yeah. You know that killer smog? That, there was that episode like in the, it was the 50s or 60s in The Crown, where they're talking about, it was a couple of days where there was some crazy fog, and it actually... Uh, was uh, people got sick. It's a true know. story. Yeah, it's true. It actually happened. Yeah, yeah. people people were dying. People were suffocated <laughs> because of the yes. smog that occurred. Uh, yeah, that was yeah. some, that, that, that was a big event. I'm not. Also, I'm not trying to make light of that. <laughs> but no, no of course none not. of us are. <laughs> of, of <course laughs> no. But yeah, so that was fun. That was some good early early Christmas stuff. To anyways, to get us into the Yuletide cheer. That's what I've been doing. Cool, man. Cool. And uh, now we're going to get into even more Yuletide cheer with this episode. Mm. I have Scott has some. Things in store for us as usual. Yeah, I'm looking um, I'm forward to it. Though, if, if I'm going to be, have to worry about uh, the horsepower of certain vehicles because I'm mm. a bit trepidatious mm. about that. No, nah, you don't have to worry <laughs> about any horses pulling carriages. All of that is in the past. That's uh, the ghost okay. of Bond by Numbers 2021. Which, which it really is in the past, yeah. <laughs> it is. No, uh, I promise, guys, it's a little uh, easier this time around. In fact, there aren't as many quiz sections as there are discuss sections, chat sections. So I think you're going to enjoy wow. this. I hope our listeners enjoy it. And you know what? If they don't, that's okay, too, because Christmas isn't for everybody. But, no. hey, it's, it's for those who, who like what we do. So yeah, have have fun, everybody, and we do hope that uh, you you enjoy this little episode we put together for you. It is how we like to uh, ring out the old and bring in the new. Uh, it's just a bit of bondy and fun from us to you. Let's, uh, let's crack on. So game number one sees our roulette come back into use. It's been a long time since we've used our roulette. And you know, it uh, it's been preloaded today. Preloaded with the names of 35 henchmen from the franchise. Now, why 30, 36? 36 henchmen from the franchise. What we're doing is playing All I Want for Christmas, henchmen edition. <laughs> so okay. what we're going to do... What we're going to do is have a, a bit of fun by spinning the hench wheel, and with each spin, we're going to have a random hench person, okay, mm, based okay. on the preloaded numbers. We are going to do 007 hench people in total, so just seven rounds to this opening game, okay. and okay. we'll then discuss what should be or what we think might be on that hench person's Christmas wish list, ultimately deciding <laughs> on one item for that figure, uh, okay? Okay. Okay. I like it. So... I like it. Uh, everybody get that, yeah, at home. We've got uh, 36 preloaded henchmen onto the roulette wheel. Whichever one it lands on is the one we're going to talk about or what's in their, in their Christmas list. So shall we just start then with hench number one? All right. Well, it's lovely to hear that moving again, huh? It's been a while. Mm. Let's see, we've got Black 28. That randomly gives us <gasps> Emil Locke. What a hench person to start with. Ooh, Locke. Yeah. So, so what would be a good c- 
Christmas uh, gift for Emil at Leopold Lock. I got this one. I got this one. Get him a bigger pair say... of glasses so he can see the periphery. Because <laughs> these octagonal yeah. lenses, they're just no good, man. They're not helping him out at all. <laughs> not at all. I was going to say a new gear. One of those like really strong like hel- like uh, helmets, so so that he can you know survive from, <laughs> survive the crash <laughs> from descending vehicles yeah. off cliffs. I was gonna say better brakes, <laughs> or better yeah, brakes, or, brakes, yeah. or yeah. better brakes too, even better. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, there's three ideas. Uh, yeah. We'll, uh, is that one that we need to decide on, or can we send them? Can we send them three things? I would say the peripheral glasses, I think, are the okay. best for him. That's pretty yeah. good. Um, he needs to see, yeah. doesn't he? he or, needs or, lenses. or maybe some, or maybe some garrot wire. Perhaps he might he might need more of that. Maybe you know, a gift card to Speedy Autoglass to replace his windshield. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, I thought he didn't he fall out the door. Oh, I like thought he went. Window. Oh, yeah. Well, so he, I thought yeah, he went through the. He window. falls oh, off the. You're right. Okay. Yeah. He falls through the passenger door. The oh, he does. Oh, yeah. Okay. He just kind of like slips through. Yeah. He gets pooped out of the. He gets pooped he gets, out the car. He gets pooped. He does. Oh, yeah. He gets pooped out the car. It's it's what yeah. it is. All right, that was good and easy. Let's let's go to uh, Bond Henchman number two. So Emil Locke is our first. Right. Uh, that's a good one. Oh, Black Thirty Five, Milton Crest. Milton Crest is our next henchman. What is on Milton Crest's Christmas list? You think about his untimely fate in that air compressor, you know, which was a our decompression unit. It was a very strange oh. thing to have on board, anyway. Yeah, but, yeah, he got Kaninga'd. Uh <laughs> He did. He did. Yeah, yeah. So, is there anything that could help him? Maybe oh, avoid I, that? well, I was gonna say he would probably ask for uh, the Freddie Mercury Queen like EP of the song Under Pressure. But I don't. <laughs> would he have time to listen to it? I don't know. It is a rather long song. <laughs> is it a song but, I mean, with solutions? It, but it does draw. It, but the song does draw on, so you might have a little more time. But I don't know. Uh, okay, I like <laughs> that. I, I do like that. I think that's good. I like that. Josh Milton Crest. Anything come to mind? Uh, uh, Foresight. <laughs> I got a feeling we can say that for all of them. Uh, foresight is a good it's a good one absolutely uh beyond the pressure chamber though i can't really think of anything like are there are there many uh, henchmen in the series with more hubris than him like just think about it like that's a good more misplaced pride he's he must be one of the most arrogant henchmen like entitled and kind of self-feeling that we've got in the entire series it's a it's a weird it's kind of strange though i guess when i was younger I actually felt kind of bad for Milton Crest. I don't know why, because he didn't mm. do anything wrong. He was actually loyal to Sanchez, you know? Yeah, but he was he, a piece yeah. of shit. He was. Well, he, he obviously deserved yeah. his fate, right? So, I think well, I feel I bad more know. for the he maintenance played, guy who had to clean up Crest all over the place. <laughs> That's right. Whoever has to clean up that. that I was going to say, the person that, uh, on the Christmas gift list for the maintenance guy would be a Simonized pressure washer. That's what he, he might good show. <laughs> That's a good show. Now, now, Grizzly, movie, but good. Now, Ew. yeah. Now, movie uh, uh. crest may not get the joke, but if we <laughs> sent him like a, you know, like a wrapped like you know, like a newspaper, uh, some slices of the Hildenbrandt variety fillet, you know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. He might like that. Yeah, he might like that. <laughs> he, yeah. might, he might like that. 
I think we go with uh, foresight. <laughs> Milton Kress. Yeah, maybe somebody, maybe someone just taps him on the shoulder and says, "Hey, pal, look, I've seen, or, I've seen into your future, and it's not or good." Or a two-way lock. Maybe better security for his drug operations. You know, well, like that's always that's foresight. Sometimes a sentinel <laughs> robot is too easily eluded by a manta ray disguised, <laughs> and uh, you know, people can get access to that cocaine on that that's robot true, thing yeah. pretty easily. You it know, was it just a panel. That's all it was. Yeah. yeah Did you know it, it kind of looked like it was have flat. Locking panels. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Did it not move when he banged his? That's right. But are we uh, talking about Crest now or Sanchez? It's true, but it mostly has to do with Crest's operation, though, because he's the one that controls the you know uh, mm-hmm. robot and whatnot, and and from from the wave crest. Right? This is true. That's true. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I guess he had what and, 1989 uh, would give him. Exactly, yeah. which is not, which is which is pretty right. good for like a drug runner slash marina owner in the uh, Forty Keys. But anyways, well, let's stick with foresight and move on to our third henchman, huh? Yeah. Okay. I think we should just just to clarify of some people because I know we have a lot of Bond movie fans who listen to Bond by Numbers and other Bond podcasts, but not everyone has read the Bond novels. Uh, we heartily recommend read the short story, the Hildenbrand variety by Ian Fleming. Uh, Milton Crest Rarity. character Hildenbrand Rarity. Rarity. Thank you. Rarity. Sorry about that. Yeah. Rarity. No which, which is basically a type of fish. And Milton Crest is a guy who, who wants to basically kill all these fish. Um, yeah, he's like napalms the ocean. It's much, 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 yeah, it's much more complicated than that. It involves a lot of stuff about, you know, domestic abuse as well. And uh, It does. Uh, it's a challenge. It's a good little story, though. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's what, interesting. We, Bond finds himself it? on board, yeah. What, what, what collection okay. is that in? Is that in the Free Eyes? Is that in the Free Eyes only collection? Uh, or? Yes, it is. Yep. Yep. Okay. Here we go, guys. Henchman number three. Red 32. Ooh. <laughs> on a top. Xenia. On a top. Ooh. I was going to say, I she can... doesn't need a thigh master. She is no, the thigh master. She is the thigh, thigh master. She, the thigh master. she doesn't need it at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe she needs like, a, a, like a, an enforced. I was going to say walnuts. Just, yeah. get her a whole, just get her a bag of walnuts. <laughs> With. But they're quite small, like tough to crack those between the okay. knees. No? Uh, I, I figured you think she, she could, could do it. Find a way. You think oh, she could find a way? Sure. She, right. she likes cigars. I get her some. You mm-hmm. know, could get her mm-hmm. a nice case of Cubans. Does she like cigars? I thought she had one of those long cigarettes with the. Oh, like the Corolla um, Deville. Yeah, like a holder. Thought she, yeah. I thought she. I thought she, oh, like a cigarette holder. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. I don't maybe know. Actually, I remember her smoking. I remember her smoking a cigar for some reason. Okay, right, right, right. maybe. Hmm. So. Or maybe Bond was smoking a cigar and she had a cigarette holder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Damn it! I mean, mm. Now I sound like a Bond novice. This is not cool. Absolutely. I think. I think maybe some walnuts. Uh, a bag of walnuts. That, that's that's a good one. Let's go with a bag. Let's go with some, a bag of walnuts. Maybe some Prozac to control the libido. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Because well, Prozac it, is, it is a bit of a downfall. That's my kind it of is, stocking right. stuffers right <laughs> yes. there. You're like, in case you're really yeah. depressed about getting walnuts, just take the Prozac. You'll love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One lets you down, one keeps you going. All right, well, we'll we, we can double Prozac. up for her. We'll go, we'll go with Prozac. Okay. Pile on a top. That's all we got to pile on top more, yeah. All right, let's, that was uh, attempt. let's go. Let's see what's next. 
Oh, it's, this one's going on and on. Oh, black six. Black six. Oh, believe it or not, guys, it's Gobinda. Gobinda, ah, your man crush. I remember nice. your man crush. Our handsome, our tall, dark, and handsome Sikh. Yeah, parachute, man. That's what the guy needs. He needs a parachute because he shouldn't go on that plane. <laughs> he should not go on that plane without the proper equipment. Like the oh. minute your boss says, get out there, and you're looking at him like, get him. what? Yeah, get him. I'm really? thinking you need to... really? Why wouldn't you just put that parachute on before you exit the plane? So that's yeah, my that's goal. True. Yeah, that's Even a good Jaws one. Had I, a don't know if I, I don't know. I don't think mm-hmm. I can top the parachute. I mean, that's right. Exactly. I don't think he would, though. Like the way he looked at Kamal Khan when he exited the plane was no, like, I'm not going to see you was... again, boss. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on. This is uh, Bond. <laughs> Henchman Christmas Wish. Ooh, Black Four. Black Four. So that was a Black Five. Black Four. This is going to be a difficult one, guys. And there's no other way to, <laughs> there's no other way to do it. It's Mrs. Whistler from Diamonds Are Forever. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. The old drug uh, mule. Or the old diamond mule. Yeah, yeah. Um Self Defense classes. So, self defense would be yeah. good. That would be good. That's right. She hides the bag. She hides the diamonds in in the box, right? In the book, that's like doubles in right. the box. Yeah, that's right. Mm. <laughs> One of those uh, breathers that uh, Bond. Oh had. yeah, ah, the little yes. thing. Yeah, Good that one. looks like a kazoo. Good one. Yeah, that thing. Yeah. yeah Although yeah. she was probably already dead when she went into the water. Most I likely. think she was. Yes. You're absolutely right, but I, I do. Yeah, I, I, you're, you're I don't see right. Winton Kidd as a holding you down and drowning type of kind of assassins. Nah. I feel them like they you're would right. use like poison or or something, or mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I don't know, or or he has other scorpion that he can drop down her oh, yeah. black back or whatever. Well, Josh, I, I think we go back to Jeff because I think you're right. Winton Kidd are not going to be the guys that hold you down ruthlessly to to kill you. So the water equipment's going to be useless. Let's go back to the self defense where she kind of stands up for herself against these guys, and it's like, yeah, you know what? But maybe I, maybe like Bambi see, and yeah. Thumper could teach her a few things. Oh. Maybe Bambi. Oh, and Thumper. yeah, maybe. Yeah. Lessons in from Bambi and world. Thumper. I would pay Lessons to see that. World. But not in a creepy way. I would literally just pay to see that. I pay just, to see I just yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's go for self-defense uh, for Mrs. Whistler. Merry Christmas, Mary, uh, Mrs. Whistler. Okay. Keep them, keep them going here. Number it would have been nice if they dressed her like, you know, like the painting the Whistler. Like if she was dressed like that, it would be funny. <laughs> yeah. And and in a uh, rocking chair? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh. Guys, you won't believe this because you could never put money on it. Only on Bond by Numbers do the odds come out this way. We've landed Mm. on green zero. And the one person that I've got for that is our last in the box. It's Necros from The Living Daylight. Oh, yeah. Lactose. Right on. Lactose. Also a parachute. (laughs) Lactose, yeah. Well, you're going to give him a parachute as well, are you? Oh, yeah. yeah. And and also, I was going to say, like... Uh, AirPods, extra powerful shoelaces, and shoelaces, and yeah, extra powerful shoelaces. Yeah, that can oh. survive. That that can can withstand a blade. <laughs> uh, I was gonna that say, was good fun, um, yeah. is it like, huh? um, like magnetic shoes? All right. So that yeah, you know, yeah. so like he couldn't get blown out of the airplane. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, 
The latest well, pretenders. But he album. could. He also couldn't move. <laughs> the latest pretenders up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, good one, Josh. That's very sentimental. Of you. I, I, I concur, sir. Or a copy of the Third Man. <sighs> you think he'd be in for that, do you? Well, I was thinking of the Vienna scene, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, at, the, oh, yeah. at the wheel, yeah, at the wheel. At the reason, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah. you know, given that we went for a parachute already with Gobinda, who's, who suffers a similar fate, why don't we go with the Pretenders album? The guy likes his music. He yeah. really does. Let's, let's go with Josh's guess. Like yeah. So we How, should buy the cassette so we could put it in a walk. I wonder, when did the Pretenders Christmas album come out? Sorry, their Christmas mm. song... 2,000 miles, yeah. I don't exactly know. Uh, uh, we did have that on a previous Bond by Numbers uh, holiday special, but I don't know. Yeah. Good, good, good question, good point. Maybe if Necros had heard that song from the Pretenders, and not just everybody knows, uh-huh. and I'm talking about the Leonard Cohen version either, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe he would have changed his direction in life. You know, Maybe he would have turned a new mm. leaf over if he heard their Christmas song. It, all, that's all it takes. That's a good know? question. M- m- music is so subliminal that way. Mm, it is. It is. It could have just been the thing uh, to lift him out of the mire and uh, make him see the light. Yeah, exactly. Well, I like, I like it. Like, yeah, um, I think that's good. I, I, I like think it's that, great, yeah. actually. Better than good. Mm-hmm. So, so get him a CD of uh, a Christmas mix, which includes that song. On every I track. think it's got to be a tape. It has to be a tape. <laughs> I think it should be a tape right. because no one has discmans back yeah. then. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nor do they have time travel. So, well, well guys, uh, we've just spun the roulette, so there isn't and our uh, <laughs> our last one is Red Thirty Four. Mm-hmm. Red Thirty Four mm-hmm. is it's Tihi. Okay, it's Tihi. Uh-huh. Now you okay. can you can okay. go you can go obvious with Tihi. <laughs> I got it. Okay, go, Josh. I go. got it. WD forty. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, stop that cloth and season up. <laughs> that's a good one. I don't think that could be tough. Uh, I, I can't top that. No, no, that's it then. Uh, well, look, that one came fast, so let's let's do one extra one. Let's do one extra sure. one because that that was just. Uh, I'm up for more, man. Just, I'm up for more. I'm yeah. down. Right, one more, one more, uh, and then we'll move on to game number two or feature number two. So here's our last henchman wish list delivery. And it is Black 26. Black 26 is Eric Kriegler. Eric Kriegler, the gunman from uh, For Your Eyes Only, the Olympic skier. Oh, yeah. So, what are we going to do for Eric Kriegler? He, he had a scope on his rifle, right? He, yeah, a biathlete would have a scope on the rifle. Yeah, and I remember he had a that. Scope, he did have a scope on his rifle. Yeah. And he did, he did pick up, I'm, he picked up and threw the motorbike as well, right? So He, he did. He's and an he angry also man. Bent, he also bent the rifle too. So maybe he needs a new uh, rifle, a new biathlon rifle. Maybe, yeah, but I'm sure a sponsor, BB Doll, would have given that to him. Or sorry, a, a sponsor, um, Chris Dottos, would have done that for him. Ooh. And I'm yet sure. another character who may, who may be of use of a parachute as well for Christmas. It's funny. We're picked the, how many Bond villains and henchmen die by air? Like, just plummet. Oh, there's, that's a good stat. There's that's a good quite stat, a lot. yeah. Uh, there's quite a few. Well, clearly, I, I mean, we've just, we've just done a cross-section here of eight, and we managed to come up with, uh, yeah, with others, um, with at I, least three. I think the first falling <clears throat> death in the Bond series was, uh, I guess it was Galenko 
in uh, Free Rise in uh, For Much With Love because well no he gets yes. shot and then he, he does falls. yeah he gets shot so, and then he falls but I think you're probably right that's yeah. the, probably the first one um, yeah. okay well that, that was good fun that's a good way to get us started then the, the Von Henchman wish list all I want for Christmas is a smarter boss or the perfect gift to save my sorry life uh, you know, looking at down down the list here, guys, there are others that we didn't touch on. We didn't get to Jaws. We didn't get to uh, Nick Knack, uh, Magda, Jenny Flex. Scarpine was also on the list. Uh, Chang, Winton Kidd themselves, Miss Taro, Professor Dent, Irma Bunt, Naomi, Dario. Uh, we just selected these at random. Mishka and Grishka. Those guys would have been fun to shop for. But, uh, hey, it's, it's over now. So, uh, yeah, next Christmas maybe we'll think about getting them a little something. Yeah, it's definitely a game we'll store in the future. Good idea. Very good. Right, guys, feature number two. Feature number two for the literary. This is called Dickens or Fleming. In this game, I will read you 12 very short prose extracts. Now, I've carefully selected these from either Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol, that perennial favorite, or an Ian Fleming James Bond novel. Your job for each selection is to correctly identify the author. So, you're getting 50-50 odds from the start here, because it's either one or the other. Okay, so that's a real chance for success. And there's no need for you to say which Bond novel the extract comes from either. You only need to identify it's Dickens or it's Fleming. However, if you identify the novel, you will get an extra bonus point. And this is the first time that we have uh, met with a category that gives you the opportunity to compete or collaborate. So do you want to collaborate or would you like to compete? I would say it's more, I think it's more fair if, I, if I collaborate, because I've read the James I would Bond say novels, so. but it's okay right. if think, you want to. Okay, I but if, Jeff, if you just want to, you know, show throw caution to the wind and just see if you can guess it yourself and see if no. you can figure it out, that's up to you too, man. It's up to I, you. I like I like you guys collaborating. I think that works well. Um, okay. let, let's let's see how it goes. Okay, so here we go. Okay. Is it Dickens or Fleming? Extract one. Not so much in obedience as in surprise and fear, for on the raising of the hand he became sensible of confused noises in the air. Dickens or Fleming? You can confer for a moment if you wish. I think it's Dickens. Yeah, I'm going to go with Dickens. Okay, your guess there is Dickens. You are absolutely correct. Well done. That is from A Christmas Carol, indeed. Number two, it was 9.30 in the morning of yet another beautiful day of this beautiful year, but in Hyde Park, the fragrance of burning leaves meant that winter was only just round the corner. Dickens or Fleming? I got this, Jeff, if you want me to go for it. Sure. But what do you think? I'm curious. Well, I personally, what I was thinking is I don't think you would have two... Dickens back to back, so I'm gonna say it's Fleming. That's I'm going with Fle- I'm going with Fleming as well. Okay, well done, guys. You are correct. That is Ian Fleming. Now, for a bonus point, can you name the text from which that quote comes? The novel. 
Goldfinger? Good guess. Very good guess, but on Her Majesty's Secret Service. Ah. Oh, okay. okay. All right. What gave it away to me? Yeah. What gave it away to me was the mention of 9.30 in the morning. Because mm-hmm. you would not really see that in a Dickens oh, that's novel true. Yeah. They don't really do they it because ta- time isn't as, as uh, available to everyone. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. So Good that's point. something yeah. that Dickens wouldn't always put go, go into detail with. He would say like mid-morning or he would say, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just that, that, That's my theory and that's how I gave it away. And the burning of leaves sounds more of a modern thing than it does. I, I, I don't know why it just does. Well, but. you know, a Christmas Carol does open, or in one of the opening scenes, there are the braziers on the street burning leaves and coal and such. So, you know, it was a thing. But let, let's move on to number three. You guys are doing really well. Two for two. Number three, Dickens or Fleming. They gazed down at the holiday crowd. The sun shone through the tall, clean windows of the station. In golden shafts. Are we... I'm gonna go for Dickens. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. Sure. I. Okay. I just can't picture a moment like that. To me, it's too uplifting for for Fleming, in my opinion. That kind of okay. description. I don't they know, gazed does... down at the holiday crowd. The sun shone through the tall, clean windows of the of the station, in golden shafts. Well, that was from Fleming, actually. So you got Honor that one incorrect service? from Russia with Love. That is when he uh-huh. and oh, uh, Tanya uh, are okay. looking looking down. I think they're on uh, Trieste. That's in Trieste. That's when the train oh. is in Trieste in the station. Yeah, I love Trieste. But I, I you know, I, I tried to select these Italy, quite carefully, but not and yeah, and I and I can see how you might have <laughs> thought that because there's a lot of reflection looking down in the Ghost of Christmas Present, of course, looking at the city of London from above and all of that. Number four, number four. The cold became intense in the main street at the corner of the court. Some laborers were repairing the gas pipes. I'm going to say that's um, Fleming. Okay, Jeff's going Fleming. Josh. <sighs> The cold became intense in the main street at the corner of the court. Some laborers were repairing the gas pipes. To me, it just says laborers. It makes me think of, like, communist Russia or some, you know, communist bloc country. Mm, but, mm, but mm, I mean, I'm that's, just that's my logic, which is not usually present, mm. so... I'm gonna to have to say Dick. I'm gonna to have to say Dickens. Uh, okay, so then I, I want to override with, that. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Okay, okay. I vouch. I, well, you vouch for me. I appreciate that. That is good collaboration, and Josh is correct. That is from A Christmas Carol. Yep. Oh. So okay, but uh, cool. it's funny that you rested on the word laborers because that's the one that I picked up while I was preparing this and thought that might be something to throw someone. So well done because yeah, we're on the same wavelength yeah. there. Well done for you, yeah. Mr. Fancy. <laughs> My suspicions of it not being uh, Fleming was because of the intense cold and line. And oh. and they mentioned and, and first I went to Honor Majesty's Secret Service because that's the only other real cold environment situation Bond has been in in the Fleming novels. But it mentioned the court, and that just didn't make any sense to me. Okay. Uh, so in the court, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The like court, the courtyard. Yeah, that was the giveaway courtyard. word. For- yeah was for me yeah absolutely all right well let's try this one guys we're on to number five now you've got three or four correct the house fronts looked black enough and the windows blacker 
contrasting with the smooth white sheet of snow upon the roofs. Uh, well, Homer's telling me that he thinks it's um, Fleming. He thinks that's Fleming. Okay, I so agree we'll blame with your dog. I concur with Homer. Okay, well, um, there's a reason Homer's not on this show, guys. <laughs> because he's he's wrong. It's a Dickens quote, that one. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's the last time you should trust your dog. He's a double agent. He's working for me. Really, he is. Yeah. Okay, uh, next one, then. Number six. When he took his hand away, he was greeted by a scene of such splendor that for several minutes he stood speechless, his eyes dazzled by the terrible beauty. I want to say that's Dickens. Okay. I'm going to say Fleming. Okay. Uh, I'll go. Okay. Uh, like, uh, because it, it, to me it sounds like he's describing like one of the ghosts. What uh-huh. what which I think is trying to Scott trying to get me mm. to think that so then I I, I can small. easily uh, switch to Fleming. Yeah, he okay, look at look, look at that shit eating grin on Scott's face. I know, the, <laughs> I know our, our listeners no. can't see it. You can I'm, hear the shit eating grin. I'm laughing because so, you think that 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 manipulation comes from within me. It, it's almost hurtful. I have to laugh. And I mean, you think. The term is I know. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, so okay. <laughs> What's your answer, team? I'm going to go with Dickens, which I, I agree with Jeff. I'm going to go with Dickens more than I think about okay. it Okay. All right. Do you want me to read it one last time? Or is that cool? You're going Dickens. Sure. Okay. Continue the mind game. When he, when, <laughs> when he took his hand away, he was greeted by a scene of such splendor that for several minutes he stood speechless. His eyes dazzled by the terrible beauty. So Jeff was Dickens, and then he went Splendor. to Fleming. You are now going where? I'm, go- I'm going with Fleming one. now. I think I'm okay. Might know now you're going with Fleming. About. Yes. Okay. Right. Well, I'm going to my my original gut instinct. Gut instinct was Fleming. Your gut instinct is correct because that is the scene from Moonraker where he sees the rocket inside. Ah. Hey. Terrible, okay, terrible here's, here's number seven. Number seven, guys. It's a short one. Mm-hmm. Just a simple quote. Dickens or Fleming, you fear the world too much. Dickens. Yeah. Yep. It sounds like something the ghosts would say. Or, well, I don't know. You know, I'll, I, we'll I, go I, with Dickens. I'll go with your guess. You are correct. But it wasn't the ghost. It wasn't the ghost. That was when his girlfriend broke up with him. Scrooge's oh. girlfriend. I was going to say Rizzo the Rat. Uh, I mean, that's a Christmas. Muppet Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you don't much think about Scrooge's <laughs> girlfriend. Like, it's, it's weird. Like, I can't visualize no, her for some reason in the book. No. I mean, I remember like in the movie Scrooge, there was like yeah. Karen Allen's char- character. Yeah. But, but that was about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, interesting. All right, let, let's keep going, guys. Uh, our next selection. Remember, the bonus point is there. Okay, it is there if you can identify the text. So by all means, stop me if you want to take a chance at that as well. They swam on in the soft moonlit mist of the sea. At first, there was nothing but a milky void below them. But then the coral shelf of the island showed up, climbing steeply towards the surface. 
I'm going to say that's Fleming. That's Fleming. What's you are the... correct. Okay, I'm well gonna, done, I'm, both yeah, of you. I'm going to say, well, is this uh, what is it? Scrooge's, say... Scrooge's fantasy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, was... uh, I don't know. Maybe he served in the East India Company. Sounds like it would be either Thunderball. Sea. Yeah. Or, uh, Do you or, want to take yeah, a guess at what the... film it is? Or what book it is? I think it. Well, I want to say Thunderball. Josh, Jeff's going Thunderball. Josh, what do you think? Uh, maybe Dr. I'm going for You Only Live Twice. Ah, that's okay. Okay, fine. I was, okay. <laughs> right. was going to say I have the Thunderball or that. But keeping in mind, keeping in mind, uh, you only live... That whole epilogue. You, you only live twice. You're going to... Okay, right. The whole epilogue. Well... That, that whole that whole epilogue with Kissy Suzuki mm-hmm. and Bond and... Right? Does she okay, have I got gotcha. you. Well, or not? That whole thing. Oh, she does have her have his baby. Um, Jeff, Jeff correctly identified the text, but because he allowed himself to be overruled, you lost the point for Thunderball there, because it was Thunderball. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Good work, that, Jeff. That, that's acceptable. But you did get your point for identifying the author. Next one. Here we go. Just like in the exams, ha- I got half points. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. It's important. Enough of them add up. <laughs> that's the- how I passed. The hand in which he wrote the address was not a steady one, but write it he did, somehow, and went downstairs to open the door. Dickens. Homer's Dickens. Dickens. Dickens, Dickens, that's correct. You are correct. That's when he's writing the address out on the turkey for uh, Bob Cratchit towards the end of the story. Uh, okay. He wrote it on the turkey? Just right on the right on the breast, just like boom, sharpie right across the right across. Oh my god! (laughs) They cooked it. Yeah, (laughs) right. Okay, number ten. There are some rich men who use their riches like a club. He was the kind of man who thought he could flatten the world with his money. Fleming. Fleming. Fleming is correct. Good for you guys. Um, and that's would Goldfinger. You like to... that's not, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was gonna You're jumping right in there with Goldfinger. Okay, Jeff, are you happy with gonna... that? Yeah. Was... Goldfinger is correct. So a bonus point. A bonus point. Your first bonus point. Well done. Well done, Josh. Thank you. Number 11. He found himself in a dingy reception room. The sulfur fumes were stronger. There was a reception desk behind an iron grill. Framed testimonials hung on the walls, some of them with red paper seals below the signature. Uh, Stickens, I want to say. Dickens. <gasps> okay. Actually, no. Oh, okay. This is tri- this one is tricky. Now, reception room is like a modern word to me. It's kind of a modern situation, but I can also still see them calling it reception room even back in the late nineteenth century as well. And the grill indicates an older kind of establishment for those, you know, for... I won't lead you on, but I will just say that late 19th century, Dickens wrote the book in 1843, so it's early 19th century. Yeah, early 19th, mid-19th century, yeah. Uh, I'll go with Dickens. I'll, I'll, I'll go with Jeff's instinct. Right, okay. It's Fleming. Sorry to say, guys. It is, is that Casino Fleming. Royale? Shut the front. No, it's not. No, it's not. Do you know what okay. it's from, Josh? You'll kick yourself when you hear me tell you. 
Diamonds are forever when Bond goes Diamonds into the when he goes to the hot the hot oh mud. God. He goes to the hot mud uh, sauna oh. place. Remember? Yeah, I remember now the mud in the, bath. Yeah. In the mud baths. Yep. Which they weirdly okay. adapted into the beginning of, of the movie. <laughs> yeah, very oddly. Okay, here we go. Next one. Number 12, the final, the final extract in this game, Dickens or Fleming. Built upon a dismal reef of sunken rocks, some league or so from shore, on which the waters chafed and dashed, there stood a solitary lighthouse. Fleming. Fleming. That's Dickens. That's from when the ghost of Christmas present takes him out into sea to look at the um, the sailors and all the kind of lighthouse keepers and all of that stuff that are just working Christmas in these terrible conditions but happy to have each other and company, you know? But, hey, guys, you know what? Um, We had some stumpers in there. Definitely had some stumpers. But we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, plus Those a bonus cut, point. Man. So we got seven out of 12. You did very well there. Seven out of 12, plus a bonus point. And Ooh. the bonus point is redeemable at any Walmart. Just go in and tell them you got it and you <laughs> want it here today. And they'll say, oh, right. And they'll give you a list of things you can choose from. And I, you know, I don't know what it's like in your country, but go ahead and tell them. <laughs> go ahead and let them know. They'll be so chuffed. Is that a Walmart or a Tesco? It's Tesco. Well, we don't have Walmart over what here. What about Sam's there might Club? Be one. No, we don't have that either, I'm afraid. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. That's, Sam's Club is like the Walmart Costco in the States, anyways. Yeah. Well done, guys. Twelve out of, a 7 out of 12 is good. It's good. No, that's not bad. What's the name of that retail place in, in the UK where like you go in and every, there's like a catalog and everything is there, and then you just say, I want to get this, and then they take it to the back room, and then they bring it out to you? Argos. Argos, yeah. Ah, Argos, yeah. So A-R-G-O-S, yeah. Like Jason and the Argonauts. Argos. Same kind of thing. Yeah, well, Argos is a city on the northeast coast of the Peloponnese. Hence the name, yeah, it makes sense. It's the store owner's name, Jason. It is, yes. You should see the boat he rides into work. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. Argos was always like next to Athens. Argos was always the bitter enemy of of Sparta, even before like if, the Peloponnesian War. Argos and Sparta hated each other. And if history. you would like more Greek history, uh, check out Josh's um, soon to be resuscitated Ooh, podcast. Burn, 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 burn! Thank you. <laughs> soon to be, soon to be resuscitated. Soon to be It's good for burns. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, uh, gentlemen, let, let's move on then now, shall we, to feature number three. It's a wonderful what if. Now, in Frank Capra's 1946 masterpiece, It's a Wonderful Life, Jimmy Stewart's character, George Bailey, of course, gets to see how life in Bedford Falls would have been had he never existed. So keeping that what-if holiday spirit in mind, boys, I've got some suppositions here for us to chew over. Some popular, some remote, all worth talking about in fellowship over Bond at this festive time of year. So, what if... Hey, what's going on here? (laughs) What if, number one... (laughs) What if Lazenby had continued? I think the franchise would have not done as well. 
Yeah. I disagree. I, I partly agree with Jeff, actually. What I think would have happened is we would have probably had a good follow-up to Honor Majesty's Secret mm-hmm. Service. I agree with in that. My, yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. I yeah. think Diamonds Are Forever would have been turned into kind of like the only Live Twice novel version, essentially. Yeah, I think uh, you're probably right. Yeah. Sweep. yeah. Uh, but, of course, that didn't happen. But mm. if it did happen, I think what would have happened is that it, despite, you know, I think even, I think because Diamonds Are Forever may have been an, a, a worse financial failure than, uh, I think critically and quality-wise, I think Diamonds Are Forever would have would have been in a great sequel to Honor Majesty's Secret Service. Yeah. But I think what might have what will happen is though I think the box office still wouldn't be as good because no Connery, and I feel they would still kind of push towards a more parodic Bond in the seventies. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. So they contrast to what's going to like the more grim stuff going on in the world at that at that time. They needed escapism. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think if it didn't do like amazingly well then the franchise may have had an issue they'd have like, I mean, they would have just tried to get another bond but uh yeah. yeah that's a good point i think maybe after that follow-up they would have just got another bond anyway uh i don't think lazenby was long for the bond role but i do think he would have pumped out two perhaps three but i think what josh is saying is also quite correct because no, roger yeah, moore's bond I, yeah. in the 70s it was it was trend jumping right and i think the time yeah. was such that Bond was always going to answer to the, the ethos of the era more than Bond would yes. define the ethos. And so for that particular reason, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Josh. I think that uh, I think they would have gone lighter and parodic anyway. But uh, yeah. yeah, so hey, that's some good ideas, though. What if yeah, Lazenby like, had continued? Yeah, we'd have got a good follow up. Yeah, You're absolutely yeah. right. We would have had a better yeah. follow up. Yeah. And I think, too, that one thing is important to say is that Ilsta Pat, who played Fraulein Bunt, she passed away soon after Honor Majesty's Secret Service was released. Mm-hmm. So they, that would have been a, an issue bringing her back for uh, uh, for a return. I think there was some talk about bringing her back even in, in the Connery Diamonds Are Forever just in the opening sequence. But that part was cut out because Ilsta Pat passed away. So they never even considered that. So. Mm, I didn't hear that. But yeah, you could be right indeed. Okay. Nice one. Uh, let's go on to a second one, guys. We have 007 of these what-ifs as well. Number two, what What if Madonna had her way and was a proper Bond girl? What if she had had her way and was a proper Bond girl instead of just a cameo in Die Another Day? It would have been a worse movie than what they had already. <laughs> well, we know she can act. I mean, she doesn't do a lot of it or good in that film, but she is That's an true. actor. Like she, she has acted before. Oh yeah, she had that scene in Dick Tracy and that movie with Sean Penn. Oh, yeah. That's sexy. That's kind of sexy one way back in the eighties or something or whatever it was. Like, she can act. Like, but what was that movie? Was it Peggy? What was the one where she like was it Peggy Sue got married? Is that what she was? Is that what she was in? Like in this in this in the eighties? That was like a popular role she had. She was like a side character. Oh, uh, maybe always maybe. chewing bubble gum all the time or uh... something like that. Or the, yes, I, I, I don't know. But in, in terms of yeah. Die Another Day. The film you think would have been worsened if, if she had... It would just, she's too big a distraction, isn't she? It's not like Goldie in The World yeah. is Not Enough, where you're yeah. like, uh, that, I know him. It's yeah. like fucking Madonna, yeah. in, right. all the time Madonna acting, right? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, like, the only thing I can imagine is they would basically replace Rosamund Pike's Miranda Frost mm-hmm. with her character instead. Oh, That's all they could do, I think. And yeah. yeah, and can you and imagine that think, fight no. between Madonna and Holly Berry in the plane? In the plane, you know, the, nope. the, the, <laughs> I don't even the, want the to. fence, the sword fight. Like, yeah. it's just sorry, it sounds ridiculous. 
I know. Hey, don't blame me. Blame George Bailey. Okay, he's I'm, he's the I'm one. Absolutely. This is his game. It's not mine. It's his game. Yeah, he's he, uh, okay. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he's the one that's unhappy because he's married to Donna Reed. So whatever. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, he's a moron. Um, <laughs> next question. Next, what if? What if the Bourne movies hadn't been made? How would Craig's Bonds have been affected by that? Oh, they definitely would have been affected. Um, because potentially... What if what movie hadn't they, been made? The Bourne, the Bourne movies. The Bourne movies. films. Oh, films, yes. Yeah. Oh, sorry, yes. Uh, I think maybe maybe Craig wouldn't have even been potentially... I mean, cast? this is just a hot yeah. take. And I'm not trying to be, you know, whatever. But, I, yeah, I don't think he may have been cast. Interesting. We're going into uncharted territories here, I think, mm-hmm. because I think if the Bourne yeah. films didn't exist... I still think that Quentin Tarantino's idea of doing Casino Royale would probably still be in the forefront at that time. Yeah, and oh, Tarantino so. would have had control, and but it would have been kind of almost like a, I don't know, some sort of postmodern take on Bond. Yeah, and yeah. I think it might have been really interesting as a Tarantino film. Uh-huh. But Tarantino films, uh, with the exception of Kill Bill, they don't really have any sequels no. per se. So it would have been a one-off kind of thing, and the Bond franchise might just kind of just like slipped away, and that would have been the final stay on James Bond. Yeah. Interesting. So that's a possibility. It is a possibility. And you know something else? Like, Regardless of what would have happened to the Craig tenure, if indeed Craig was cast, we're still dealing with a post-9-11 world. I think the films are going to go darker, regardless of whether Bourne is there. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, you know, because... Yeah, I just... I, I do see it as a... Still, there would have been a transition into something more reflective or or darker. Now, if Tarantino had got his way, it might have been a one-and-done thing for the franchise. But there was still so much momentum behind James Bond as a brand at that time that it probably wouldn't have closed down down the game entirely. But it's interesting to consider because those movies had an enormous impact on the way the production team envisioned where they wanted to go and what was able, you know, what was able. It's possible the, yeah. maybe the Bond series might have not gone to the grim dark. Not the, I want to use grim dark is not a good way. Yeah, to say I know it, what you mean. Uh, yeah. No, yeah. They might have gone into it. Might have gone into a more of a comic book kind of. It might have returned more to like the camp, like the late sixties, seventies kind of Bond, possibly. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. Die Another Day, it did do pretty good in the box office. Like you know, despite you know the bad reviews and whatnot. So yeah, yeah. I, I think I I think what could have happened is that they could just continue with that trend. Possibly, mm-hmm. if they didn't mm-hmm. have like a game-changing kind of idea, and Born was the big game changer, and that's what that's I think people right. yeah. less enthused about the absolutely. Brosnan franchise. Because yeah. after you see, like World's Not Enough, you know, had its issues, but you could still, you know, allow it. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. then you get like you see the Born identity, you know, uh, and then all of a sudden you get Die Another Day, and it's like night and it's night and day, yeah. literally. Yeah. Uh, well, do you think then, guys, that Brosnan would have had his fifth? Do you think that there wouldn't have been as much pressure to change to kind of to to, to give the audiences Actually, something yeah. competitive like uh, that? I, I I think maybe, I think maybe. Yeah. I think I think Brosnan might have been given a, a more. I think they might have kind of kept Brosnan and retooled it and yeah. did like an, another a, a do it a, do a follow up. I remember back in that time period, I had this idea of like a, a story for Bond. I just kind of wrote in my notes and stuff. It's kind of like fan fiction kind of, uh, but I never really got it got it, got anywhere with it was a story about how Tracy actually had a child with this count that she was with and the child mm-hmm. was uh, taken away from her. And then, of course, uh, Bond is uh, 
uh, Bond is basically re- reunited with this child, and, and and he realizes halfway through that this is Tracy's child, and he goes kind of on. It's almost like, in a way, it's almost like Logan, uh, that Wolver- the last Wolverine film. It's mm-hmm. it's basically him doing basically giving his life and sacrificing everything to protect this child, and I guess you get bits of taken with Liam Neeson in that context too, right? Because sure. he's trying yeah. to protect this only connection. And he definitely to has specific past, skills to his past love. And I just picture it almost like almost like a Hager Brosnan, you know, with like you know, with silver hair, you know, kind of doing like playing Bond in that fashion. I think it could have been really cool. I thought it was a cool idea, but I never really explored it more mm. or handed it into the the Eon Productions to take a look at. <laughs> so I never <laughs> ah, well, you forgot that. forgot that one. Dropped, uh, dropped the ball there, buddy. I always thought, yeah, I even had a whole thing about how like uh, the villain was like Blofeld's. Uh, kid or something like that but i, I kind of took that part <laughs> out cool. and i just wanted to have a, a like like a regular villain or something well john gardner does give us that john gardner does give us blofeld's daughter he does remember? <laughs> he does give us blofeld's yeah. daughter yes he does but i just think the idea of bond protecting tracy's child from another marriage and giving <clears> his <throat> life for it and everything like in a kind of like a it's powerful story like like mm-hmm. logan uh for example i just think that would have been a really cool idea so that is that's pretty my cool. say all right well, let's try this one on, guys. What if, what if Cubby Broccoli had allowed Spielberg to direct a Bond film? Remember, Spielberg made three overtures to Cubby in his career to do this. So I wonder, what if? Hmm. We know Spielberg can do action, but he, can, he do, can he do action like this? What, what's required? We know he can do Bridge of Spies. We know he has the mind to do provocative things. You know, he's got the skill, the talent, and the incredible team around him. But does he have Bond in his blood? It's it's possible. The thing well, is, Spielberg... I mean, especially very good, but I don't know. I just don't... I don't know. The greatest action film I think that Spielberg made was probably, you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark. And yeah. I can see how, you know, the, the whole point of Raiders of the Lost Ark was Lucas and Spielberg talking like, hey, we, we, we want to do a Bond film. And mm-hmm. then it became this, which was basically a uh, tribute to like the old movie serials back in the day. Yeah. Right. Back in. the. Mm-hmm. So that's what he wanted to do with Raiders of the Lost Ark. And it's clearly evident if you watch that movie. But Spielberg is also especially around that time when he would have <coughs> taken this job with Pardon broccoli me. around anyways. He was still kind of early in his career. He was making blockbusters. He has Jaws under his belt and Close Encounters and all that sort of stuff. But at the same time, he was still kind of in that schmaltzy family kind of thing. He never really got out of it, per se. So I just can't see the sentiment that he would... I mean, he would bring definitely some sentiment we never saw before in a Bond film, I think. Mm -hmm. And I think he might have gone make connections to even Tracy, for example, or his Mm -hmm. Bond past. Because Free Eyes only... Uh, reference that as well so it's something Spielberg would have would have considered it as well to make the character more human I guess mm-hmm. I think he would have strayed away from making Bond kind of like the Fleming Bond I think he would have made him more into an action hero with yeah. uh, morality with more of a morality yeah. I think Spielberg probably would have also have taken away the womanizing I think I could see him doing that uh, he would have somehow emphasized those family values that that he did uh, that's a very good help. point you yeah, probably have he, a terrible yeah. father figure though he Probably have a terrible father figure. <laughs> he would have. But. <laughs> yeah. But I think, yeah. I think you're on to something, Josh. I think we would have seen a lot more of those family values come through. I think you're bang on there. I, you know, it would have been uh, and have would John be Williams lovely. Score. Oh, just imagine what yeah. kind of themes we might have had. Minus there. George. Yeah. 
Now, minus George Lucas's suggestions, well, because they can also affect things too. I mean, Lucas was adamant on making like Marion underage and Bond older, uh, sorry, and Indiana Jones older in Raiders of Lost Ark, which is always something that kind of, you know, just a weird thing. But it was the 1930s, I guess. But still, like, it, it, it's, it's a weird dynamic that Lucas wanted to wanted to put in the film. He wanted to make Indiana Jones flawed. But that's a very different type of flawed nowadays if you look back at it, right? So... Yeah, plus Lucas has nothing to do with this. What if? This is just Spielberg. But if Spielberg's involved, we got to assume that Lucas would have been because... Why? But then Spielberg again, approached Cubby Broccoli as yes. a director. Yeah. Cubby Bro- yeah, and That's Cubby true. Broccoli, after, after <clears throat> the success of the Sugarland Express, Cubby Broccoli still didn't feel as though Spielberg, when he went to him, didn't feel as though he was uh, a good enough, established enough, experienced enough director to do this. Then, yeah. after the success of Jaws... And Close Encounters, Cubby Broccoli didn't think that uh, they could afford him. And that's how quickly things changed. And it was... And that's how John Glenn got on board. <laughs> bingo, yeah. You know, there's... Well, I'm sure there were more factors than just that. But yeah, you're... you're, you're oh, of course. His experience with that. the franchise as, as a whole. But yeah, yeah. no. It's totally true. Interesting. Because why would, why would Spielberg involve Lucas if he's with, he Bo- if he's with no. Broccoli already? And, and, and Broccoli wouldn't want a third partner in there anyways. For Broccoli a would not home. allow that. No oh, chance, no. I don't think. No. I mean, he was too busy copying Star Wars for uh, <laughs> exactly. He'd be, anyways. he'd be afraid so of the cool. lawsuits. There'd be some contention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. Well, let, let's go then, guys, onto this one. What if? What if David Bowie had accepted the role of Max Zorin in A View to a Kill? That'd be amazing. <laughs> I think because be I mean, excellent. Walken is very good. Walken's good in the role, yeah, but for sure. What, Walken is what, good David Bowie, like. though. He he's like his his cameo in films, like his track record is excellent. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, okay, in my I just I just like seeing David Bowie uh, like on camera and just and I I think I think he could do it. I, I don't know. That's just me personally. I think I would like yeah. to see him in that character. I'll give you this. I think Bowie's accent would have fit Zorin a lot more as a character based mm-hmm. on like his Indo, like his European yeah. like eccentricity or cent- story writing, you know, yeah. being a, a, a European figure. But to yeah. me though, like I think Zorin is walking Zorin is the best thing about uh you only, about if you do a kill after of course like um John Barry's score, Duran Duran, and of course Grace Jones. Like those are the best so, things about everything. that movie. So yeah, <laughs> but I, I think Bowie. I don't. I don't think Bowie would have got to the megalomaniacal fun that Walken did in that role. You're no, right. You're probably right. You're, yeah. you're right. I, I, I just think Walken is a better actor. He's from the method oh, school. He is. So, like, I just think you know, he's just. I just think he's a better yeah. choice overall. But but Bowie would have been. Would, would have been know, cool but though. Bowie might have pushed himself, and and he might and it might have made it interesting. Yeah. Bowie's a non like for. I see I him as know. a henchman. Well, yeah. I mean, I, like, I don't know. They replaced him. If you replace he's, one, he's a non sequitur because you never know what Bowie's going to do. Like he could either be great or he could be crap. But he, he, it would just be fun to just see him and just I don't know. I him think, and I Roger think he could Moore. Do it. Hmm, that'd be interesting. Yeah, that would be interesting. Like, I will say this though, like my favorite Bowie acting role, I'd have to say is probably uh, the Prestige, where he plays Tesla. Like that okay. is an amazing performance. Christopher Nolan's The Prestige, like. Cool. Uh, yeah, that's true. I, I that's loved. He was great. Good. He was great as Tesla and Pontius Pilate in the Last yep. Temptation of Christ. He yes, that's the one that. I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. That's I. I thought Josh was going to say that, but then I yeah. forgot about yeah. the Prestige. 
That's a good one. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, Tesla. But going but going back to that though, I think it probably uh, maybe not as Zorin, but Bowie I think could have played Mayday. Like they could have swapped singer for singer, you know, and he could have played a very interesting, ambiguous, ambiguous yes, Mayday. Yes, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that would have been awesome. Yeah. Actually, that's a great shout. Yeah. And, I would love to have seen that because yeah. he's he's bad. got the yeah. That's that's really not cool. Bad. Yeah, not as yeah. Zorin, but as Mayday. Well, hey, he was offered the part of Zorin, wasn't but he? And he story, turned it down. So, yeah. Yeah. But Mayday kind of uh. awakened something in me back in the day in a weird kind of like scary but way. And so, like, I, I don't know if I wanted to, you know, get rid of that either. So, yeah, it's hard to yeah, say. Yeah, I understand. That. Bowie. It's okay. It's okay. Can I, can I tell you? Just um, picture the Roger in... Moore look. The Roger Moore look when she walks into the room and he's in. Yeah, his face, yeah. And then realizing there's a big black dildo there inside the bed sheet. <laughs> <laughs> what a card. Yeah. She must have been an absolute... Absolute card. Um, speaking of Grace Jones, I, I was doing some prep for this show, actually, and I came across a video of Grace Jones on Pee Wee's Playhouse singing The Little Drummer Boy. <laughs> oh, cool. Check it out. Wow. It is, it's pretty wild. From I must have missed that episode. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've watched well, the anyway. that show. Yeah. You should send that to Angela on Office Ladies because she'd probably like that. Yeah, well, I'll leave you to do it. You find the link and uh, just say hello to her for me. All right, cool, yeah. cool. Let's let's do another one of these guys. Um, That's an office uh, reference, folks. Never mind. But, yeah, okay. Yeah. We, yeah, we got it. Now, this is something, guys, that I think about occasionally. Not a lot, but occasionally about when it comes to Bond reflections. And I'm wondering, what if Connery hadn't gone to Japan for You Only Live Twice, do you think it would have made a difference in his decision to leave the franchise? Because we know that his time in Japan was really, really uncomfortable for him. The press, the media, I mean, after the big explosion of Thunderball, that's, you know, everything became saturated. He went to Asia to do, he went to Japan to do You Only Live Twice, and he hated the experience. Um, It was just too much. He didn't feel like the producers um, protected him gave him the space, gave him the time and, you know, all sorts of things. The the stories of the, the film will tell him much better than I'm summarizing it here. But do you think it would have made a difference or do you think he already had it in his mind? I'm getting out of this. Was that just the straw that broke the camel's back? What do you think? What if he hadn't gone to Japan, if it was a studio shot or if they just set it somewhere else? I would say, like, it's possible because you can argue, people say Thunderball was Connery's peak in the franchise, and then he only lived twice, he kind of phoned it in. But he might have phoned it in because he was just tired and exhausted and jaded with the role by that point and all the stuff that's going on, just exhausted <laughs> throughout. Because he, he pretty much does phone You Only Live Twice in, in my opinion. I mean, yeah, there's a couple of yeah. good scenes he has in there, but they make things very easy for him to, to, to phone it in in that movie too. Like you have a lot of supporting roles in there that do, that do things that he doesn't. And he just feels like he's kind of participating in the events. He's not really driving the story. Uh, whereas Thunderball, I still found that even though, like, you know, it's Goldfinger taken to the max, Thunderball. And and he still has his charisma and his charm. Uh, it's just that the movie is so bloated. But I never found Connery was at fault, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But he might have been maybe – it was, but it was still more the same of what we've seen from Connery. There wasn't even much – there wasn't much change, like, growth of his character since from like from Russia with love and Goldfinger in Thunderball, like it was still the same okay. character he was playing, right. yeah. and they could have. De- and maybe if he had a good experience with the, with the next movie, he might have been able to develop that and make him actually pay off 
emotionally honor Madrid's secret mm-hmm. service if they if Connery were to do that one, but that never happened. So right. I would say, yeah, I would say that uh, you can tell Connery phoned it in, in my opinion, anyways, uh, regarding New England twice, and, and maybe that was it. Maybe he was just burnt out. He was and done. The experiences yeah. that, yeah. You, that 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 you mentioned pretty much. Uh, precipitated that mm-hmm. i mean if he's already kind of got that in the back of his mind having a very bad experience would, would just push him probably would just push him i think yeah, that's punctuate the sentence I mean, wouldn't it yeah, yeah it, exactly i mean and i can i can see that like i can i can picture myself in a you know not i've never really had a similar situation but uh but i can see how that would uh you know cross the t's and dot the i's but Cubby Broccoli and Saltzman, they did not have to do Yulin Up Twice after Thunderball. There was no reason for them right. to, to yeah. do yeah. it because Absolutely. that takes place yeah. after Honor Majesty's Secret Service. Yeah. So they yeah. could have done Honor Majesty's Secret Service after Thunderball because mm-hmm. that would have been a believable arc. And maybe Connery, given a good script, maybe he may wanted to go for it. Maybe he wanted to try and see if he could do it because yeah. he established fondness with Domino. And like he still was his old tricks, but it, I, I found that you know he was fond of Domino and, and stuff and and maybe he was just kind of. I think it would have been a good progression if Honor Magic Secret Service did fo- did follow Thunderball, mm-hmm. and then you only live twice because then we'd have the Blofeld sweep done and done right there. But mm-hmm. that didn't happen. So yeah, I blame that. that. I blame whatever happened. Uh, yeah, on their on their choice to do you only live twice, which was a bad experience for Connery, and to me it was a bad choice adaptation wise of the of the of the Fleming franchise of mm-hmm. the Fleming novels, I should say. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys. Well, let's finish this segment off then with this final one. This uh, final, it's a wonderful what if. What if, what if producers had decided to depart from On Her Majesty's Secret Service novel and for the sake of the entertainment series, kept Tracy Bond alive into at least the next film? What if Tracy hadn't have died if they had departed from the source material? I still think it was going the same. It was still going the same direction, but we're assuming if Tracy lived, then we're assuming that Lazenby continues in the role in the next movie. Mm-hmm. So, so it's a I know the plan that... was that they didn't want. I know originally the plan was they were not going to end the film with the death of Tracy. They were going right. to open yeah. Diamonds Are Forever right. with that. Yeah. Yeah. But instead, and that would have been a totally a bad choice. I think they would have probably a pissed off old Bond fans and and pissed off old school Bond fans who were pro Connery mm-hmm. and then also pissed off uh, just regular cinema goers fans yeah. Yeah. And, and regular cinema goers as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so uh, I think that would have been a bad choice and they'd have no choice but to scrap everything uh, kind of like what DC is doing now and basically go right to uh, a, a Roger Moore-esque era I suppose yeah. a more parodic okay. uh, escapist era of Bond Return to well, You Only Live Twice kind of stuff, which made it all, and Thunderball, which made all this money for them because of gadgets and stuff like that. And, you know, like, yeah, it's hard to say. You're right, though. It is It is kind of a... In, in, in reality, it would just go in the same direction. It would go in the same yeah, direction. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Maybe that, maybe that wasn't the greatest one to end on then. Um, let's try this one instead then. Yeah. Last one. Uh, what if NBC hadn't reneged on its agreement to end Remington Steel and allowed Dalton oh. to become Bond in 87 if Pierce Brosnan took the role instead of Dalton when he had the chance hmm uh, I think it would have been good for Brosnan I think a would he have Brosnan done would he have done a good like would would the living daylights be regarded as as such 
the film that it is be with with Brosnan be, instead of Dalton? It would be totally different because it's, they're just different. I mean, obviously, I don't know because Dalton's so different from uh, Brosnan. The film, the film is kind of written though for Brosnan. Like I can see Brosnan doing that. Yeah. It, you're right. It's a lot more Brosnan than it is like License to Kill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, sure. absolutely. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, I I I would have liked to see Brosnan uh, mm. in in that film. I I like Brosnan, obviously. Um, yeah, I like Dalton too, though. That'd be interesting. Oh no, I, I like agree Dalton with you too. on the tone. I disagree with you on the tone. All right. I think if they if Brosnan had done the Living Daylights. Uh, we're basically going to get not exactly a younger version of the Roger Moore bond. Like they always had. Uh, They're going to probably get more of like, it's almost going to become like almost like a romantic action comedy kind of situation. In my opinion, I think they wanted a heartthrob to get into bond after Roger Moore was looking too old. I think there would have been a lot more chemistry. I I think the relation, the dynamic between bond and Kara would be a lot more different, but I think, the Living Daylights would lose its Cold War edge, the late Cold War edge yeah. that it had, in, in my mm-hmm. opinion. I think it would lose a lot of its feel and a lot of its intrigue and what makes it, what makes it an interesting Bond film. I think it would mm-hmm. lose that under, under... So you think it would have been more of like a Vidal Sassoon thing? More of like a, more <laughs> of like a softy, softy... VO5 hot oil. <laughs> I would say kind of like a spy version, a Cold War spy version of like Romancing the Stone kind of a situation okay all right <laughs> okay i yeah. i actually i because here, yeah, here's, I what, here's, what's, interesting, actually here's what's, what's interesting the whole goal of the living daylights was they wanted to make also bond kind of monogamous as well because AIDS was becoming a big thing and they wanted to make bond you know a much more more of a more of a modern character uh in that sense so that so no matter what whether it was brosnan or dalton they would have gone in that direction right so you would still have that aspect of the film but I think because with Brosnan in there, uh, a younger individual, because Brosnan was way younger than Dalton was in, oh, in yeah, 1986, sure. 87, right? Yeah. They're 10 years younger. So I just think they would have gone with a more lighter kind of action adventure, okay. uh, like kind of like Indiana yeah. Jones yep. in tone or Romancing the Stone in tone, as I mentioned, with a spy Cold War twist to it. That's what I think what we would have got. And it probably would have been really enjoyable and fun. And, you know, we wouldn't care because that's what we got. But yeah. I feel, though, that... I think the tra- the tragedy is that we would use that late Cold War feel that that jaded late Cold War fear feel that the Living Daylights does, in my opinion. That's a good. That's a yeah. I mean, I can see that. That actually makes a lot of sense to me. That's a good All right. I do think though, well, guys, that, Bro- that Brosnan could have done a great license to kill, though, in my opinion. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. Um, it- I mean, anyway. yeah, all the chat here has been about the Living Daylights, but I, th- I think that uh, I think Daylights is is more of a Brosnan film than License to Kill. But oh yeah, I think Roger Moore could have done License to Kill, not when he was then. Do you know what I mean? Like, but if he right, was five but years you're saying younger, like Roger Moore, like if he was like 1974, Roger Moore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think yeah. the movie is just really, sure. really into. Yeah, <laughs> even though they they say it's like the darkest, you know, Bond film from that time i'm I'm not entirely sure anyway okay cool so it's a wonderful what if that uh, that feature has now come to a conclusion uh we're three down guys here comes number four now we're going to continue with piece that of trivia here. for you guys okay okay uh 
what is the connection between the 1951 uh, Scrooge uh, Christmas Carol movie and the Bond franchise? Can you name one connection? The, you know the, the Alistair the Alistair, right, the Alistair, the Alistair Sim, Sim one, Christmas, and the Bond series. Do you know what the connection is? Uh, one of the one of the cinematographers, production design or something. Now, just to, before we continue, have you seen it, Jeff? Oh yeah, of course. Okay, yeah, I've seen it. One of the actors in the film was in a Bond film. Oh uh, yeah, uh, I can't. I'm looking yeah, at them. I think I it's not. It, oh, George another Cole. Another clue. No, another clue. He was in a TV series with a Bond girl as well. This actor, Patrick McNee, the young Jacob Marley. Oh, yeah. I was gonna say it's got to be Patrick yeah. McNee because it was the Avengers. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Cool. There you go. Well, nice yeah. one. Okay. That, that is that is a good fact. Okay, I'm going to allow that. I'm actually That's going to let that fact. make the final cut, even though it interrupted my uh, intro to the next session. Wow. I'm, I'm going to let that make the final cut because I think it was good enough. Um, okay, so you heard the Bluetooth speaker uh, load up there, guys. That is, of course, uh, my way of telling you that we got a music round coming up, a holiday music round. Each of the previous Bond by Number Christmas specials, holiday specials, have had music. And this feature is Know Your Bond Holiday Music. So, I'm going to play for you, I'm going to play for you music clips, holiday music clips, each from a different singer with some link to the world of Bond. For each clip, you can score up to two points available. The first point will be awarded for correctly identifying the singer. The second point comes from explaining the link to James Bond. So, the first point, identify the singer. And for the second point, can you identify the link to the Bond world? Okay? okay. So, you want to work together? Collaborate? Sure. Right. Now, yeah, I would definitely uh, want to cl- collaborate because Jeff knows music more than I do. So, No problem. Well, but this there is, is, this is uh, I mean, sure. I mean, I want to collaborate. It's all about yeah, but okay, the, Josh, maybe, you know. maybe you, didn't, you weren't listening. <laughs> Everybody you're going to hear are singers that have some connection to the Bond world. Whether I understand, but they may okay. not have done a Bond song, and I may not recognize the singer. Right. So that's why right. I like Jeff here because Jeff recognizes okay. music because oh. we do that in okay. trivia all the time. So. Good. <laughs> all right. Cool. I appreciate the no passive aggressiveness. So here we go. Um, I'm going to give you uh, 17 different clips, and we'll go through 17 of these. Okay, it's a music oh, round. People at home, people at home can play and have fun as well. Okay, I've got my playlist all made up here, ready to go. So. Here we are with Bond holiday music. If, or know your Bond holiday music. One point to identify the singer, one point to identify the link. So let's begin right here. And you can confer on this, so there's no need to rush. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire Jack Frost nipping at your nose 
Yuletide carols being sung by a choir. Okay, there's your clip. Okay. I can't figure the voice. I don't know why. Is that Sam Smith? No, it sounds too old. Will help to make the season bright. Okay, can we identify the singer? I know. Tiny I'm having a... Is, is it Matt Monroe? Alright, so you want to talk over this or you just want to give me a guess? No, I... You are working together. I, it sounds like the only thing I can think of... I know it's not uh, Tom Jones. It's too light to be Tom Jones, in my opinion. He's, he's more over the top. Oh, this is definitely not Tom Jones. I, I think it could be Matt Monroe, who did From Russia With Love, right? Okay. It could be him. Okay, okay. No, it sounds more like Nat King Cole. Yeah, I don't think that's Nat King Cole. I'm going to go with Matt Monroe. That's my feeling. Yeah, okay. I mean, I'm fine with that. Because honestly, I'm, I'm definitely drawing a blank. All right. Like, well, that, that was Paul this. McCartney. Sir Paul McCartney. That was... Wow. That's annoying because that's who I was... That was my second choice really? in my mind. That's really yeah. frustrating. That's a really good version. Like, yep. Yeah. That's uh, Paul McCartney wow. singing uh, the Christmas song. Yeah, chestnuts roasting. Yeah, sure wow. Is. Dang. Well, okay. I, didn't, I didn't think to get okay. you that quickly with a, a big guy, but yeah, okay, maybe maybe a bit tricky. Yeah, it's easy That's when good. you got the answers uh, in front of you. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. But, uh, All right. no, that's a good one. Okay. Here comes your second one, okay? So uh, we, we, we're working here with a minute's clock. See if you can identify this singer with a link to the Bond world. Okay, I got it. Go. I got okay. it. I, I, okay, so Josh is pretty, going with Rita Coolidge. Josh going with Rita. Now, Jeff, you want to collaborate or you want to work alone here on this one? No, I'm going to work alone on this. I think it's Rosa Klebb's uh, Christmas uh, album. It was, <laughs> oh, uh, Latte Lenia. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you could be yeah. Mac the Knife. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, um, it is Rita Coolidge. It is Rita Coolidge. So That's, good job. Well good done. Job. Well done. Uh, Rita Coolidge gets. Yeah. So I guess what what section would that be in? Would that be in the the, the Christmas grocery? It's in. Hang know. on. Let me check my the sheet. Seasonal here. It's, uh, it's in the, the vo- vocal legends section? vocal legends chart section. That's where it's. Oh, in. you mean the discount bin? Okay, gotcha. <laughs> What's the band? What's the group that does that like Feliz Navidad song? Oh uh, no, we're not going there. Boney M. No, no it's not no, Boney no, no. M. No. Boney oh. M. Yeah, it's in the Boney God. M. Christmas section. Okay, right. Let's move oh, on then. God. Can you tell me, you smart asses? Can you give me the the obvious point, extra point? What's the connection to the Bond franchise? Oh well, Rita Coolidge. Rita Coolidge. Did yeah, she, Yeah. Name of the song, please. All time high. Thank you. That's what I'm looking for. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do it right. You get two points. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. No. uh, Good job on on, uh, finding Rudy Coolidge. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. But good. But good guess on um, on Lotte Lenya though. 
possibility. Right. Next one. It is. But uh, I couldn't yeah. find any Christmas music she did. She's not on this list. So I know. You can, you can take her I, off I, your I, mind. I don't think she's on any Christmas list. No. no. She's not. Or, I mean, the naughty list. But anyways, yeah. Yeah. Here we go. Next up. Leona Boyd. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's a good guess. Okay. It's just, just a little start. Just a little start. You gotta listen carefully, guys. This is tough. This is a tough one. Wait for the guitar solo. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. From now on, our troubles will be. Christmas time. I'm feeling generous. I'm going to give you this hint. Okay. I'm, I'm going to say this. This is not a singer that we talk about very often oh. on the show. Okay. Oh, it is a singer, but not a singer we talk about often on the show, but with a definite link to James Bond. Okay. Uh, My guests? Yeah. This mm-hmm. is my What's out there guess? guess. Possibly Gladys Knight. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. For some reason, I was going to say Dionne Warwick. And I know that that's oh, not that's a really... Good guess. Okay. I, that's, that's, right. I, I'm, I'm going to say Dionne Warwick. Just, yeah. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. All right. Well, uh, we don't have to worry about whether you're going to collaborate or not on that one because you are both incorrect. That, uh, gentlemen, was... Lanny Hall, who of course sang Never Say Never Again. So a deep oh. cut. That's a, It's a deep cut. It's a deep cut. I know it's a deep Sugar cut, but... Count. Not a neon production, but anyways, sure, sure. <laughs> okay, well, it's a link to the James Bond world. That's what I said. I didn't say eon. I said fine, link to the James fine. Bond world. Anyway, uh, right. say that, yes. Right. Okay, I th- right. I think you guys are in need of something a little easy. Something a little comfortable, something a little bit. Um, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll give you. Uh, yeah, I'm really worried. I'm going to get this one wrong. A, a quantum of generosity. I'm Jack Frost nipping at your nose. You tie carols being sung by a choir and folks dressed up like Eskimos. Everybody knows a turkey and some mistletoe. Shirley Manson. Who helped make the season bright? No. Who do we think that is? Billie Eilish. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Right. That's fair. It sounds. It sounds more recent. Right. Okay. Well. Uh, it certainly is more recent. You missed my clue, the quantum of generosity. That's Alicia Keys. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, I mean, okay, I was like, wait a second. But I was yeah. like, I don't think that sounds like Alicia Keys, but hey, that's good. I, I'm happy to be wrong on that one. You should be able to get a deep cut. I hate you. 
This cut is also deep. That is Christopher Lee. Lee. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Plantagenet Christmas. Right, John? (laughs) Yeah. Well done. Okay, so what's the link then? No, that would be Carolindian Christmas. Oh, sorry. Yes, right. Yeah, yeah. Because it's Charlemagne, right? Wow, I can't believe I pulled that one out of my ass. (laughs) I mean, out of my bag of gifts. And what is the the link? Yeah, that's what I was like. What's the link? I heard the middle, like Christopher Lee. Wow. Uh, Christopher Lee played Scaramanga yeah, and the man with the gun. Yeah, Scaramanga. Thank you. Look, guys, I know they might be obvious to you, but maybe not to our listeners. We have to finish it properly, no, no, that, so that's, that's two. Fair. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, that's good, good work. That's nice. Right, you're yeah, you're good. on the board now. You're moving. You got two right. So let's see how we can build Ooh. on that success, guys. Here we go. Yeah, it's a yeah. Christmas miracle. So this is Christmas. What have you done? Another year over And a new one just begun And so this is Christmas I hope you have fun Is that a male voice or a female voice? I think it's a male voice. The near and the deep I don't think so. Oh, is it Carly Simon? The the oh. Actually, yeah, because we were talking about the... Oh, I was going to say... It could be, uh, Chrissy Hind. Uh, I think it's Chrissy Hind. It could be the Pretenders. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. So we've got two guesses like, on the table. We got, song, uh, we got Chrissy Hind. Yeah. And we've got... Uh, what was the other one you said? Carly Simon. So what do we think? You want to go with one yeah. of them? I get a Carly Simon vibe from it, but I could also go with the Pretenders too. But you do it's not the Pretenders Christmas song. I'm only familiar no, with them doing not. that one Christmas yeah. song. So I'm going with Carly Simon. And you are going to get different. You are going to get one point for that because you're correct. It is Carly Simon. Well done. Good job. Uh, Good job. And the Bond link. Well, she sung the uh, uh, "Nobody Does It Better" for the Spy Who Loved Me. She did. She did indeed. Okay, here we go. Next one up. Long time ago in Bethlehem, so the Holy Bible Jeff, you got this one. Mary's boy child, Jesus Christ, was born on Christmas Day. Hot now, hear the angels. Listen for the Welsh accent in there. New King born today. Oh, yeah, it's probably Tom Jones. And man will live forevermore. Well, if you listen for the Welsh accent, you will not hear it because it's Matt Monroe, the singer of From Russia with Love, that one. So, nice guess. It's a good guess. It's a, you know, it's a good guess, but uh, incorrect. I guess. Incorrect. Yeah. Okay. I need um, to brush up let's... on my Welsh. I'm not Prince Charles, unfortunately. <laughs> let's try this one, then. Next up. Next up. Oh, you bet. 
Oh, it is Alice Cooper. Well done. Now then, can you tell me the Bond link? Well, the link is he was supposed to do the Man with the Golden Gun song. That's it, buddy. There you go. Two marks. Boom. Nice, Jeff. Easy done. Good one. Wow. Good one, good one Jeff. At least good one. I'm good for something. Ooh, one trick pony. Yeah. I, All right. I, I effed yeah. up on the Matt Monroe thing big time, so I'm still holding that shame right now. <laughs> you might as well have... Uh, Hannah Waddingham going shame. Well, you shame can hear someone go. For that one. I thought it was Matt Monroe. <laughs> <laughs> Next up. This could be Gladys Knight and the Pips. Maybe it's much too early in the game. Oh, but Do, I Gladys Knight. I think this is Gladys You're both going with Gladys Knight. Yes. You are both correct. Well done. Yeah. That is Gladys Knight and the Pips. Gladys and of Knight. course, she's on License to Kill. You are absolutely correct. So, well done, guys. Back on the horse there. Back on the horse. All right. Now, this this is another deep cut. This is a deep cut. that turns into the plane. This is a deep cut, and some might say unfair of me, but, you know, uh, it's not just us playing this game. Well, it's the deep hardcore, deep hardcore, that didn't sound right. It's the, uh, it's the fans at home. Don't put those Google search. Yeah, <laughs> right. Incognito if you're on your work computer. Okay. Here we go. This is an instrumental track. That might oh. give you a hint. It might not. I don't know. I was definitely going to say Tom Jones. No, I'm just kidding. I wasn't. I was going to mm. say Louis Armstrong. <laughs> um, uh. Why would he play a not instrumental soundtrack unless there has something to do with uh, someone who's a musician oh, yeah. besides a vocalist, yeah, yeah. right? And that's yeah. a trumpet, isn't it? Uh, that is, yeah. There's another famous trumpet player that has a little something to do, or brass player, that has oh. a little something to do with the Bond franchise, but it is a deeper cut, so, so I would encourage Louis you to Armstrong. move away. Move away from Louis. Yeah. It's a yeah, tough one. Was, it's a tough one. Um, it's a tough one. Oh. You want me to tell you? Are you going to get it? I'm not. Is it uh, Monty yeah. Norman and his bands? No, that's a good guess. Oh, though. It's, uh, it's actually, I was um, kind of wondering about. It's Herb Albert and the Tijuana Brass, who oh, of course the did Tijuana the Casino Brass. Royale theme from 1967. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, that movie. I haven't even seen that movie. <laughs> <so I> <laughs> oh shit! Okay, right. Okay, okay. No, that's Sorry. cool. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's All right. Good. I like it. It's it's a deep the cut. Variety. Okay. Now. This, this is one I've been waiting for. I'm, I'm excited about this one. Because I don't think it's a deep cut. But I'm really interested to hear your impressions of this. So, here we go. All the weather outside 
Judy Garland actually but too. I mean, obviously, I, mean, uh, I can see Judy I, Garland. Yeah, I mean, Liza Minnelli is her daughter, right? Yes. <laughs> I guess I got that family on the brain right now. Um, what do you so think, Josh? What's your guess? Lulu. Okay. Lulu. Interesting. Well, guys, let me be the one to tell you that this is a man. Oh. Oh, Wayne My Newton. Wa- Wayne Newton is correct, and the link to Bond. Well, he, you know, his fancy pants that uh, gets in that little room with, uh, you know, with my girl there. Yes, he's Bless ev- your heart. That's right. Yeah, he's the evangelist. <laughs> What's his name, though? You don't and need Pam. it for your point. You get your two oh, points. Oh, I don't remember. I don't remember. Uh, Pompadour Peckerhead. <laughs> I'm going to just call him Pompadour Peckerhead. Yeah, yeah let's call him that. True. That's totally what. Oh shit! Oh, you just, if you just say dog shit, because I'm like, oh yeah, there you go. That's tot man. Now that you yeah. say it, yeah. But does he not sound like Judy Garland? I swear to God. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, the whole, that whole album. He sounds like really, really like a young Katie Lang. That's what I think of him as. Like you know. Anyway, uh, actually, yeah. I mean, yeah, I get it. I get that. Next up. <laughs> day of Christmas I gave my loving dad a most lovely lavender tie. On the second day of Christmas I gave my loving dad two silken scarves and a most lovely lavender tie. On the third day of Christmas... All right, Josh is in. Go. Before you Uh, answer, Josh, before you answer, would you have been able to do it without the male voice as well? Yes. Okay. Cool. What because is it? Go it's for the it. Only other voice that I could that I could think of, but the male voice did help. Okay. And right. I feel really bad about this as a Bond fan. I know her name is Nina, but I forget the guy's name. <sighs> Frederick. Frederick. You, yeah. Well, first of all, you did a wonderful feature on how Christmas trees are grown. You you went and uh, you were our agent <laughs> in the field a couple of years I ago for that. I forgot his name. It's a yeah Russian agent King. in the forest, more like it. <laughs> Um, I was thinking like Frederick the Great. <laughs> but you're He's not pretty correct. Good. That isn't Nina. Oh, shit. Well, then I, yeah, I don't know. I, I uh, relent. That's Nancy Sinatra and her dad singing that there. Oh, of course oh. it's friggin' Frank Sinatra. Oh, my God. Yeah, oh, yeah I know, Homer. I'm sorry. I, I should have listened to you. I didn't yep. recognize old blue eyes. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay, wow. next up. Man, that's... Next up. I'll have a blue, blue Christmas without you. It's Johnny you know Cash. Cash. So okay. It is Johnny Cash. And what's the and link? Uh, he was supposed oh. to do... Uh, well, he did. He, he, oh, yeah, I mean, he did. 
Yeah. He did do Thunderball. He did uh, do a, a, yeah. a cover, a, 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 his own yeah. version of Thunderball. He submitted. Yeah. Correct. Well done. Good for you. That's right. Okay. Now, are you ready for the deepest cut I've got? This is the deepest cut on the entire round. I will get the gauze. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Deepest cut has now become hyperbole. <laughs> no, it hasn't. Trust me. If you can identify the voice, I'll be really impressed, first of all. Okay, Jeff, do you have any ideas you want to contribute before Josh takes it? I'd like to contribute, but I don't know who it is. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Um, uh, I, it's I like it. Um, but I kind of drawing a blank, unfortunately. My All right, Josh, give it a shot. What do you think, buddy? I was thinking of two Scottish songstresses, but oh. one I rule out because it doesn't sound like that person. Yeah, and the other one possibly. Funny. But I think actually this other this other choice I have is Scottish as well. So, anyways, I'm gonna go with Lulu on this one. You're gonna go Lulu. Lulu. Scottish? Lulu's Lulu Scottish, yeah. Um, oh, but yeah. no, <clears throat> no, I'm afraid not. It's not That's Sheena not Easton. No, it's not Sheena Easton. That is there any that, way that was we could this? Like Stone, Joss Stone. Oh yeah, oh. Like die-hard Bond fans would get this. I think die-hard Bond fans. But you would have to have, let's just put it this way, a multi-platform Bond enthusiasm. That's Joss Stone. Does yeah. anybody know the connection? Uh, didn't she sing for one of the video games? She did. Wow. Do you know was which it, video it, it, game it was? Uh, it's not. Uh... Is it Nightfire? For, for all the chestnuts that Xena on top is going to roast for <laughs> That's right. between yep. her thoughts. <laughs> and then crack. The answer is Bloodstone from 2010. Okay. But you know what? I'm going to give you a point because you, you knew that you knew that Joss you Stone should. had sang a Bond song. That good. So that's good. Good for you. Yeah. But yeah, that's well, Joss so Stone. Did the... No, who else did one? Uh, who was the one from the Pussycat Dolls that did a cover of like Goldeneye on like the new, like the new uh, remastered version of Goldeneye Scherzinger? or something? Yeah, Nicole Scherzinger. Scherzinger. Yeah, okay. yeah, she's cool. I like. Her. Right, moving on, guys. We're almost there. Bruce Springsteen. Merry Christmas, baby. Oh, this is Cheryl Crow. This is Cheryl Crow. Good for you. And can you tell me, please, what film she sang oh, for, guys? Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm... Uh, no, no. Josh Tomorrow Never Dies. Tomorrow Never Tomorrow Dies. Good for you. So there's our two marks for that one. All right. Good work. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Thank you. 
that's pretty obvious. Okay. Hit me with your obvious stick. Tina Turner. That's Tina Turner. You got it, buddy. And, of course, she sang Underneath the Mango Tree. Golden Oh, Golden Eye. Right. <laughs> well done. Good for you. Let's see if you got proud any more Mary of right now for you, Josh. That's right. Josh is feeling proud, Mary, just now. Jeff, maybe um, maybe you'll do good on this one. Nope. Sounds like Barry White. This is Dion Warwick, yes, you got it. You got your Dion Warwick guest finally. I yeah. still haven't got my Lulu yet. I'm still waiting for, I'm still waiting and to get Lulu right at some point. For the extra point, can you tell me the link, please? Uh she's saying um Well Josh can help Thunderball? you. Thunderball, wasn't it? Oh no, the original it Thunderball wait, song. Yeah. It was it was the original Thunderball. Okay, yes. Yeah, Mr. Yeah, yeah. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Right, yeah, yeah. That's it. Okay, almost in, in done. As well, so. At the beginning, I was like, Barry White? But I was, yeah. <laughs> Good work, guys. I'm just uh, totaling up our scores here now. Man, you make <laughs> Let's see. very challenging uh, music trivia, and it's appreciated and also not appreciated. <laughs> so we got two. This is Jeff at the... Six. <laughs> we used to go to this trivia place, this restaurant called the Cheshire Cat, and uh, this yep. is the kind of trivia that they would dish out for music, yeah. and it was it was enraging. Uh, <laughs> Twenty one. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it it's all fun, well, but yeah, it's just it's very but very challenging. It makes you think. So that's why you know you can you know Homer's barking because he can hear my wheels turn right now. That's why. Well, guys, listen, you got 21 out of 34. So you did pretty well. 21 out of a possible 34 marks there in that round. So well done for you. That's not not bad bad at all. Yeah, yeah. No. And uh, I'll turn off uh, the trusty speaker now. Congratulations on uh, on that category, Scott. Well, congratulations for surviving it. You know, it's not not easy stuff. That was was fun. That uh, was good. And here we go now with uh, our fifth feature. This is what... I like to call We Three Kings, non-Electra Kings. We Three Kings. Uh, boys, in this segment, we are going to look ahead at the yet-to-be-newborn chapter of Bond. Now, way back in our first holiday uh-huh. special... You might remember we did something similar with the Ghost of Past, Present, and Future Bond, but this is a little bit different now because Craig's tenure is truly ended, and we are well and truly in the period of anticipation. So just as the Bible story maintains that the three Orient kings, Balthazar, Melchior, and Caspar, brought Jesus' gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, we too will bestow upon the new Bond child three gifts. Our gifts should be things that we would really like to see, and which we think will help the new Bond era and its audience. We have not done any prep for this. It's just three gifts, each 
of us give one to the new bond child. And I hope that no one listening thinks I'm being sacrilegious. Bond child. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just... I'm, it's in the spirit of Christmas, gift giving. What sure. would we like to give yeah. the new bond before it's even here? What gift might we bring if we were traveling like Balthazar, Melchior, and Caspar? We each get one. So, you know, off the top of your head, something you'd like to give the new bond child or yet to be bond era. Full access to the previous case files. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, that's a good one. That's a really has, good one. That's a, yeah, he yeah. But do you already has access? But do but, you, you know, mean that? Do you mean that from like a writing point of view? Like there's there's they don't like instead of retconning, that's it's like the new Bond will go and remember things the way Lazenby did as he was sitting at his desk going through his old stuff, and you get the music. Or do you mean like the new Bond will make reference to the older Bond? Or do you want like something completely? Is that am I understanding well, okay. you correctly? I was I was being a bit of a smartass, but I think he should. But I think he should remember, like, because it depends on how they want to play that bond. Uh, and I mean, it would be nice if they do, if he does, kind of have red stuff and remember certain aspects, because that that would be nice. But um, mm-hmm. I think that's, that that's not to be your gift. It's all about. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, that's fine. But no, that could be my gift. I mean, I was going to say like. Um, a newer version of the, like a, maybe a smart watch with a razor blade. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. That's good. So but a tactile I, gift I, then, I, something tangible. Yeah. yeah. From King Jeffrey Ad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess, I don't know. I had a, I have a different answer. I, I got to think of my answer again now because I think I misinterpreted the question. I thought you're asking us to determine what we would what gifts that we would give to the future Bond franchise? Yeah, yeah. To, you know, to make it great. That's basically what I'm. What I'm. Yes. What I'm thinking of. I'm not thinking yeah. of like Bond is a. Character. I thought you meant like physically give Bond. That's what I was joking. Yeah, about. I was like, oh, that, give. That's okay, sorry, that's sorry. No, <laughs> no I'm sorry. Okay. It was my, a, my I, fault. I, perhaps I didn't make myself clear, or perhaps my my preamble was too was too detailed. Um, I, no, I'm no, I'm with Jeff. I'm with Josh. It's it's that wavelength. What gift can we offer? That will help because, to, yeah, it's, it's pretty stupid analogy because I don't think baby Jesus uh, benefited much from gold, frankincense or myrrh. They were symbolic gestures. What can we offer symbolically and, and hope that the new bond will benefit from? Um, so I'll go. I'll go. And then you guys can you know, do your thing. Sure. Sure. I yeah, think okay. cool. the, <laughs> the one thing I would like for the new bond now, I mean, we've talked a lot here on the show about what the next bond will be like and will he go period or will he be just a continuation of the one and done type Roger Moore stuff I don't really care so much about that what I'd like to see Bond do is come out of the city a little bit more I would like I'd like the new Bond to have rural legs I would like to see the new Bond in the country a little more doing some doing doing just some civil servant work out in the towns and you know I, I just think everyday Bond I would like a little bit more of that no need for the big blockbuster escapism all the time. So Willie's in a cardigan bond yeah. is what you're saying, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Put, Barm on, put Bond on a farm. Put him on a farm. Let's there see you what go. happens. You know what I mean? Let him go to a village. Let him do like a Miss Marple thing. Like, I, I, it doesn't oh, have to be like that. But... Like a heartbeat. Like a heartbeat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I'm kidding. Let, let Bond go to the country a little bit. Less, less dedication and need for cities, you know? And I understand okay. that the Bond... Yeah. The Bond machine needs its cities. I get that. But I feel like we miss a lot of 
the world because we focus on cities so yeah, much. Yeah, because it's know? always so, metro- metropolis and city. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to go... I'm going to go for the travel log to be a bit more rural. I know it's a it's a weird thing because I could have gone fashion and music and all sorts of things. But yeah, let's just not be so tied to city life. There you go. Okay, I like that. Josh, go ahead. Well, going back to what I was, this was my first choice. And one of my, what I think I would like to have in the new Bond franchise is, I think the benefit is because Russia is sort of not something that we, are politically correct about anymore, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind kind of going back to the old Cold War feel. So maybe a retro setting for James Bond. Okay, in the next franchise. Cool. Yeah, nice one. Let's and go I back think it's to timely. Those, let's go back to the fashion. Let, yeah, let's go back to the fashion. Uh, let's go back. To, but we can also explore stuff like in comparison, like the civil rights movement and, and stuff like that and kind of bring that in, you know, like it, from a retro perspective but from sorry from a modern perspective use that as like a lens to view that time period you know what i mean like mm-hmm. you can nice one i'm not saying you know I'm, I'm not saying you know go full quote unquote woke as some people say but what i'm trying to say is that is just looking at the bond franchise uh, as it was written uh from that viewpoint in the films but focus on the retro settings have that mm-hmm. madman mm-hmm. kind of style or 60s bond style and work on that you know put the gadgets in there uh Maybe not have like a too much of a Connery esque Bond. Maybe a blend of Connery and yeah, I get more you. together. I get you. Like, Someone a bit and a little bit younger, but not too. But but, not, yeah. but no more than like mid thirties, in my opinion, would be a good yeah. casting for Bond. But yeah, so I'm going for a retro setting. I think that good. encapsulates cool. all those things. I think that's a good choice. I think that's a good choice. And Double uh, uh, O Chapman, aka King Jeffreyad, uh, what would you bestow the Bond child? Oh, wow. Um, well, I, I mean, for the series, I, I know you were talking about the most recent book. I kind of like, I would like more sort of world building. I'd almost as, mm-hmm. I'd like to see more, I guess, of potential side characters or other people like Q or M or just sort of just seeing uh, sort of the, 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 the overall sort of cast of characters help out more. So then you have mm-hmm, more of mm-hmm. an idea of what goes on in the world of mi6 you know uh whether it you know i, I think that would be kind of interesting yeah that would um, be the interesting idea of the retro feel like what you guys are talking about i think would definitely uh, there's uh, there i think there would definitely be a market for that uh cool. be, because of you know the way the current affairs are in the world people are probably it's a, it's a bit touchy and it would be it's mm-hmm. a bit mm-hmm. we're getting tired of that but um uh, the world building, I just think it's interesting because as, as much as we all know who Bond is and where he works for, it's just it's fun when you get to see those when he goes to wherever he goes, he has all these little, you know, embedded, uh, you know, colleagues or, or, or agents. It'd be nice to see if they flesh that out a bit, you know. Yeah, for sure. See why I does agree. this person get to work with Bond? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. obviously if Bond, if Bond is like, you know, the treasured weapon you know, in the briefcase <laughs> or the gun mm. belt, why, why does so-and-so get to be his, uh, you know, his, his, uh, his colleague on this mission? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. yeah I think that's good because these people do just kind of come out as like, they come you know, out. out of the woodwork and disappear again. They come out and they go disappear again. You know, you know. They, they don't, 
And they you, don't uh, have a role. It's always Bond against the world instead of Bond using people. And yeah. the Craig era did do a nice job of that. And so did Dalton's too, for that matter. Yeah. Uh, but Connery always was kind of the boss of Q in that sort yeah. of rapport. Yeah. You know, yeah. Moore was yeah, like exactly. the dick that Q had to put up with. Uh, and, and Craig was more like, yeah, Craig... Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. I think we're moving towards that, the greater cast you know I mean? involvement. I think we are moving towards that. That's a good gift. Yeah, good set of gifts. Sometimes it almost feels like, I mean, obviously they're not because mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. whoever he's working with is good, but it almost feels like they're a red shirt until they prove themselves. So Richard That's obviously true. being yeah. you know, like the Star Trek reference, yeah. The, the original Star Trek guys that get killed. Out. <laughs> yeah. Nice one. Good, well good, done. Good that, that's, yeah. that's good. good uh, that's that's a good set of three off, guys. Off I think cuff. those are good gifts. Yep. Oh, well, that's it. Off the cuff. Right? <laughs> okay. Uh, nice work. Cool. Well, uh, we'll move on now, guys, to our penultimate feature, and uh, it, this is a little bit coterie. It's a li- it's a little coterie a subject, but I think I think you'll be able to appreciate it. Um, this is called the bonds go mummering. Come in, lovely mummers, don't bother the snow We can wipe up the water, sure, after you go Sit if you can, or on some mummers' knee Let's see if we know who you be So, something like this right. Something like this is a long time coming I Actually, I think, Josh, on, uh, on Bomb by Numbers Because both you and I, Josh, are from Newfoundland And... We know our way around a kitchen party. We understand mummering. But for those of you who don't, here's the context. Oh, yeah. So in Newfoundland and Labrador, right, a tradition that was probably inherited from the West Country uh, before, you know, a lot of the English settlers in the 16th and 17th century came over. Um, Mummering is a Christmas tradition. Now, if you're not familiar, Newfoundland is an island off the east coast of Canada, a joint confederation in 1949, the bigger part of the province as well, um, Labrador, which is uh, bordering Quebec on the mainland. But in the island of Newfoundland, one of its rich traditions at Christmas, uh, particularly in and around uh, outport fishing communities and coastal towns, is called mummering. And it's when people get dressed up in outlandish costume or disguise and visit people's homes for drink and dancing and performance. And it's it's just all about playing parts and celebrating being in a different context. And of course, of course, having fun at Christmas time. So I thought, okay, how can we apply mummering to the world of Bond? <laughs> and I thought, and I thought about ro- uh. role reversal. I thought about role reversal and costume and make believe. So the idea uh. here with this very short very short segment, is to put each Bond actor into the costume and the environment of a totally different Bond film. So, from outside of his era. So, like, uh, Connery in the costume and starring role of any non-Connery film. What would it be? So, I thought we could thrash out some ideas and decide what alternative film, outside of their own era would be the best fit for each of the Bond actors to mummer or to disguise. Okay, That's what I was thinking. So um, I, just, just to show you what I'm talking about, because I know, you know it might not be terribly clear, I'll, I'll just start off. I thought that for Connery, if we, if we want to start with Connery, just off the cuff, again, we don't go away and prep this stuff. I know it might feel like I did because I made the fucking game, but anyway, um, I'd love to see Connery in Quantum of Solace, for example. I think that, would, that was a cool Connery movie. I think that would be a good one. What do you guys think? Connery, where would you like to put him? How would he mummer? What other role would he do well outside of his era? Oh, do well in. Okay, I was going to say the opposite. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, enjoy. Whatever. Yeah. Like that I've, would be a... Uh, yeah. 
Well, I think it would be really funny to put Connery in No Time to Die. That's all I have to say. <laughs> oh, I was just... going to say Roger Moore, but... It yeah. would fall apart. It would completely fall apart, that movie. <laughs> structure and everything if Connery was in that movie. It really would. You're absolutely right. Like, it couldn't... Like... It could not hold up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not going to die for this. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, yeah. But yeah, you'll yeah. never see your wife and kid again. <laughs> oh, well, I'll see what... Money Penny's up to. I don't see them Money anyway. Penny I'm on the golf course all the now. time. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> no, sorry. I uh, take that part out. That was that was a bad joke. I was. But I was what do you think, Jeff? Oh, that's tough, man. Ah. Uh, Is there another Connery. Bond film that you think Connery would would be really oh. cool to see? Cool, not good, not bad. Just would you like? You'd love to see Connery do that one. <laughs> Spectre. <laughs> Meeting the updated Blofeld. <laughs> I want to see him yeah. do the opening scene uh, in Mexico. Yeah. Uh, it was a Guadalajara or Mexico City. It's Mexico Where's City. That? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. It is Mexico, Mexico City. Yeah, That's one of your yeah. favorite. The, the uh, over-the-top yeah. Day of the Dead sequences. Yeah. 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 Let's see him do that. Well, <laughs> That's yeah, pretty cool. Awesome. He would just bowl job. everyone yeah. over. Like, he would. it would just be like him yeah. driving yeah. like a Zamboni, like, just right through <laughs> Times Square. Is that Bonnie being like something? The ice machine and hockey? Each of us picked. Areas. Each of us picked a, a Craig film for <laughs> for Connery. Yeah, it's like a fish well, out of water. It's the most modern. Right? It's the most modern yeah. one, right? It That's is. It situation. is. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. But also, there are there are serious links between Craig and Connery, like you know the way they performed. The I have an honorable mention. Okay. I have an honorable mention. The Living Daylights. I feel I would feel so bad for Cara Malovi if she was with Sean Connery's Bond. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Connery's Bond would not show up for her concert. I can tell you that much. At the end, no, the, not at all. The world tour, <laughs> EPOA. It would not oh, be man. not be a world tour. Yeah, no. uh, okay, cool. All right, let's move on to Lazenby. Uh, what other film would Lazenby be good in? Um, what do you think? Or would you like to see him in? Hmm. View to a kill. <laughs> no, sorry, sorry. I meant license to kill. Sorry, I meant license, license to kill. kill. Yeah. Would you be happy with him and Pam? Like him taking Pam away from Timmy? Mm. Would I be happy about it? No. Yeah, it's mine. Uh, but <laughs> possessive. Uh, it would me be too, man. Uh, as a fly on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. As a fly on the wall. <laughs> license to kill. Okay. Lazen being license to kill. Nice one. Um, yeah. I, I was thinking Lazenby might be interested. I think he might be interested, and I think I think he'd get it. I think he'd be able to do um, Moonraker. You know, I think putting Lazenby in space. Oh yeah, I, I think he. Okay. I think he'd be okay, okay there. I think he'd be all right. Maybe. Actually, that's not bad. That's not bad. I, I think so. I, particularly the Venice stuff. I think he'd be good in the Venice scenes too. He might even have an edge on more in the physical stuff. That goes on in Venice. I think that could be cool to see. But yeah, I mean, because let's face it, when they go to space, the whole thing is nonsense. It doesn't need to be Roger Moore up there anymore. It could be anybody because it's not a Roger Moore film, really. There's no great Moore moments when yeah. they're in space either. So, uh, well, Josh, what do you think? What do you think? Lazenby. I would just put Lazenby in Diamonds Are Forever. It would probably yeah, be a better a, movie that's because a good of it. Yeah. I just don't yeah, probably, right? I just I mean, think Mankiewicz. Yeah. We would have probably wouldn't have scripted that film. Mm. They would have had someone else do it instead. You think so? Yeah. As a follow up to the previous movie, absolutely. And I think Peter Hunt would have came back too if Lazenby came back. That would be my mm -hmm. guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I think you're probably right there. I think Peter Hunt probably would have come back. All right, what about Moore then? Where might Roger Moore disguise himself into a new Bond film? Oh, die Another Day, Bond? man. <laughs> die Another Day is great for Roger Moore. Oh, yes. my God. Could you picture him surfing? Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm, th- I'm thinking now if someone did a deep fake edit of Die Another Day with oh. Roger Moore, that would be <laughs> amazing. God. Oh, well, my God. Are we all just on the same page movie, with yeah. this? Because <laughs> that was my... Yeah. I was going to go for that as well. We all... <laughs> you were gonna... <laughs> yeah, really? Was... Yeah, honestly. Si- yeah. You were going to be that sacrilegious to your man? Well, of course I was, because ultimately I think he's about entertainment. <laughs> and I think he could have improved. Well, yeah, that would be... <laughs> Brosnan played that movie too straight. Because you know what I think yeah. of? Yeah. When I think of Roger Moore surfing, I'm thinking of that... Remember that famous video, The Squirrel Wander Skiing? That's what I'm picturing. <laughs> Yeah, I know that means. Roger Moore yeah. did snowboard. Okay. He did snowboard snowboarding in *A View to a Kill*. Well, the oh. stuntman did snowboarding oh. in *A View to a Kill*. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Did they? Is that? Did they also tape his jowls in that one, or was that just... probably? They probably well, they taped his jowls in the *Ice Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or Roger, I, look, I'm not. I'm, Roger's my man. You know, guys. You know, he's my man. But I, 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 think, I, I, think, I, I do. I, I do. I think it would be good. Roger Moore. I think it would be good to see him. It'd be fun to see him. Uh, what about our, another, our man Timmy Dalton? Day. Sorry. Oh, sorry, Josh. I was just saying, "Die Another Day" to me seems like the best translation to the Roger Moore era, in my opinion. Yeah, it does. It does. But it I also think right he, in would, he, he wouldn't who play it straight. No, he wouldn't. He wouldn't would play it straight, and that Hell might make no. it a better film ultimately. Um, yeah, probably. Yes. Exactly. I think Timothy oh, Dalton for... could hold. Uh, you only live twice and make it a better picture. That's if I could see him yes. mummering, I'd love to see him in you yeah. only live twice. Actually, yeah, I think Dalton yeah. would be against the whole transformation into a Vulcan uh, scene as well. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. he probably would, and uh, we can thank him for that eternally. Yeah. Well, hi, Homer. Um, what do you think? Uh, any anybody disagree or want to go somewhere else with Timmy D? Or shall we just move on to uh, yeah. Pierce? Well, I was thinking Timothy D would probably fit well in Free Eyes Only. I could see him doing that movie too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And would he have fun? Yeah. Would he have or fun even, if, or even actually, I think Dalton would have been great in A View to a Kill. I think he would have played that serious, and then he would have been a good. Then Walken would have been a better antagonist for him as well, and Walken would come off yeah. more. Yeah. Not just more mega maniacal as he already was, but also more terrifying, in my opinion. Because that's a good view, point. View to a kill yeah. is totally all all over the place, right? And I think Dalton would have brought everything down to earth for that film. And mm-hmm. it would have, I don't know. I think it could have been would have been better with Dalton. Yeah, I think you're right, and I think I think he would have got uh, maybe not teased out a better uh, performance from Walken, but I think they would have been a more interesting goody baddie pair. Yeah, yeah. As much as I love, and they Roger wouldn't Moore, have put tiny. Yeah, well, I, Tanya Roberts yeah, yeah, wouldn't yeah, have yeah, been out of, of place. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I don't. I uh, don't think she. Think I. I. I know what I'm saying is that I think she would be. I don't think if Dalton was in that film, they would cast Tanya Roberts opposite him, because oh, with Roger okay. Moore, they're going to cast. They're going to cast a pretty girl because that's what the Bond movie demands. But if you have Timothy Dalton in there, they're obviously going for a new type of Bond. So then you're going to mm-hmm. make. So they're probably they would probably make uh, mm-hmm, Stacy mm-hmm. Sutton. They'd probably make her more of like uh, more of a professional type kind of character, in terms of like how she's portrayed, not in terms of like what her, what 
she had the same writing as she would in the movie, but just played by a different a- actress. And, you know, R.I.P. Tiny Roberts and all that, but I just don't think she was good in that movie. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Jeff, what about you? Pierce Brosnan now. We're on to Pierce Brosnan. Who do you think Pierce might dress up in costume in another role? Hmm. Um, Where would you like to see him? Maybe a beautiful kill. Oh, really? I, I, gonna, yeah? yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's see that. Yeah, yeah Brosnan's a good choice, and he would have probably done a view to a kill if Roger yeah. Moore hadn't came back from her time. So, well, okay. Part uh, of me was also cho- like, I kind of want to see him when you only live twice to see what that would be like. But yeah, I know. I, know. I, I, I am going back to the Connery era with my guess or with my my choice. No. I'd like to see Brosnan dressed properly, and I don't have any problem with Connery in this role. By the way, I just think it would be really fun to see Pierce Brosnan script style everything. From our show with love, I just like to see him on that Orient Express oh, train. Oh, actually, liked, you know what? I, just like I had to see thought that. about that earlier too. And I actually, I, you know what? I, I had in my brain etched a sketch because I was going to say I would like to see him in that, but I just, mm. I just can't picture him. Like I can't picture him physically in the, you know, the famous uh, the train car fight doing that. Hunt. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, no, that's but true. Uh, but everything yeah. else, but everything else. I would like to see him in that, yeah, for sure. Even Doctor No, because it's kind of a fun, you know, Caribbean setting. He could maybe, you know, be quite comfortable there. I think it'd be cool. Anyway, Josh, um, anything else for Brosnan, or you just want to go on to Craig? For Brosnan, what did I, what did I say? View to a kill. Yeah. Yeah. So done. Another cho- another choice for Brosnan. I think in the Brosnan era, if they did. Maybe in the early Brosnan, in the first, maybe if it came out after tomorrow, after Goldeneye, I think they could have done a remake of Moonraker, and they probably could have made it, you know, with Apollo thirteen coming out yeah, that same good, year. Yeah, that's cool. Like maybe yeah. so they could have maybe done like a, a better version of Moonraker under Brosnan, mm-hmm. in my opinion. One better for the novel too, a nicer ad- adaptation. Yeah, yeah. nice. Yeah, and, and just on the, as just kind of outside the box here, if I actually would would love it if the very first of the new Bond franchise is a remake of of Moonraker. That would be really cool. <laughs> that would be because uh, it could be as a period yeah. piece in the Cold War and all that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. And then have right. Drax as the neo-Nazi, and that will yeah, have some absolutely connotation that, in the modern era. Looking through that works like perfectly. That. It really does. Uh, Daniel Craig, Jeffrey. Because well, in the, Ooh. Mm-hmm. What would you like to see a Craig perform in a different oh. Bond, era, Bond film? Yeah, um, I think. You basically did Honor Majesty's Secret Service just then, so we don't need to see that one again. Yeah. Um, when I thought uh, of this, when I thought of this category, this was the very first thing that came to my mind, and I still love it. I still think it's going to be the best one for me personally. But uh, I, I'd like to see him in Octopussy. I think Daniel Craig oh. in Octopussy. On that top of that train, we know he can do it from Skyfall. I think that would be really cool. I don't know. I'm just gonna. This is, this is just gonna be hilarious. But uh, have and live and let die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that could be good. Actually, that could be good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. the alligator is doing the doing the jumps. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Him with Jane Seymour. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, it could be, yeah, it could be worse. I don't know. I, I, it would be entertaining. I'll tell you that. It would. Josh, what's your Craig pick? I would like to see. I, well, just going back with Jeff was saying, just to attach to his, I Sorry. think it would be really funny just to see Dan, Daniel Craig's Bond's reaction to J.W. Pepper. I think that would be very amusing. That's all I have <laughs> oh, to say. I would like, to, I would love to, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Good point. Good point. Uh, just like the side eye and all this sort of stuff. But seriously, um, yeah. Craig. <laughs> Out of water for Craig. I'm trying to think what would be an interesting. I think I said never say never again. No. <laughs> uh, Is that a? Lie? I think I think Craig and Thunderball would be really cool. Yeah, I think be. he could pull that off. Mm. I think he would give it the gravitas, you know, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. a somewhat also having your shirt off a lot on autopilot a Connery lot. gave mm-hmm. to Thunderball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he could have given it some depth. I think they could have put that there would be good chemistry between him and like Claudine and OJ and stuff like that. I think it would work well. Yeah. Uh, Another French and, actor. Uh, right. yeah. yeah. And the Fiona Volpe <laughs> yeah. uh, stuff would be really interesting too with Craig, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're right. There's, there's enough texture I, in the story, to be enough honest, depth in the story to attract him too in the script. Yeah. I know this yeah. isn't Thunderball, but you only live twice. It'd be cool to see him in that whole, you know, the whole like volcano fight scene. That'd be pretty fun. Yeah. That kicks some yeah. ass. I want to see him with fight the Rock's dad in Osato's penthouse in that opening. You know, you know that scene with the Rock's dad. I forget the actor's Isn't name. Isn't that his grandfather? Like the big is it his guy. grandfather? Is his grandfather? Sorry, yeah, or his father? His one of them. Yeah, it's one when of them. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, you know, it's that sequence right where Bond follows the guy, the assassin who kills yeah. uh, Charles Gray's kills Henderson, follows him back to Osato's penthouse, and have the big fight there, right? And then he comes back there the next day and. That's right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, that if, was... if they remade you, only... yeah, good, good one, good one. I mean, that was just a bit of fun, a bit of Bond mummery. It, it's a bit touch and go with that category. It wasn't one of our best, but uh, it's something fun anyway. <laughs> it wasn't one of our it's best. Off the cuff. It's off. That's the cuff. all right. No, it, it, but it makes you think. It's a. It, it's unique, it's and different. that's that's what we something do best is, is something different, unique. So you know, it's. Well, guys, let's um, it's, let's uh... finish up. Good. Let's finish up yeah, today. Sure. Um, we, we've it. come to our final feature, our feature 007. This is Winter Bonding Christmas Rentals. So for the finale, oh. everybody, what we've decided to do, um, I, I guess you could call this a, a fireside fuzzy, you know, from us to you. Uh, we did the Bond Christmas party last year where we imagined each Bond throwing a party with music and canopies and all of that sort of stuff, cocktail and games. This year, we're keeping it really low key, really simple. The premise, if each Bond could select one holiday film to stream, rent or play, a tasty snack, a drink and one Bond girl from across the franchise to share the evening with... What would that elite list look like? Well, you're about to find out because your three hosts have each been randomly assigned two bonds with which to play this game. So there's not going to be any duplication here. We're not going to step on each other's toes. We've each been given two bonds. Uh, Jeff, you were given the bonds of Dalton and Lazenby. Josh, you were given the bonds of Connery and Brosnan. And I have Moore and Craig. That's the way the, the dice roll worked out. So if we start with Connery, that would be you, Josh. Tell us what film is he renting, what snack is he eating, what drink is he drinking, and what girl is he girling? 
Bond. James Bond. All right. So the movie that Sean Connery is going to pick for his Christmas uh, evening with the with his lady is going to be uh, something uh, I think. Th- now I, I chose one that would probably fitting to the morals of the character. Mm-hmm. I think a movie about the loss, a, a mel- kind of a melancholy Christmas movie, uh, despite the musical aspect of it. That's all about the the erosion of old traditions and the bitterness about that, but then kind of okay. coming together again and kind of be united in that. Mm-hmm. And then you also have because of the music in there, and it's also something that you can put on in the background for uh, while you know you're making time with your girl. Uh, so so in the end, I think Connery wouldn't care what he put on, but to me, if he chose a particular one, <laughs> he would probably choose this one in his collection. Not a hard day's night, yeah. <laughs> But no, I'm talking, you know, as I said, traditional, classic Hollywood Christmas uh, movie. You got your Bing Crosby, you got your Rosemary Clooney, and your Danny F and K, uh, to quote uh, Christmas Vacation. Uh, I'm talking White Christmas. Yeah, it's a great choice. Directed by Michael Curtis, the great um, mm-hmm. classical Hollywood director there. So I think, I White think Christmas right. on the couch. Uh, for his drink, he's going traditional old school. Rum and eggnog. Ah, nice one. Okay, yeah. Rum and eggnog, or with eggnog nice... made with rum. Egg, eggnog made with rum. <laughs> gotcha. So mixed okay. so mix together. Because <laughs> that's a double. That's a shooter. That's a chaser. I would. I would prefer rum made made out of eggnog because that would be a little more. Uh, some more <laughs> that would be inter- probably very expensive. That would be interesting. <laughs> I would worry about those chickens hatching those uh, oh, hatching boy. those those eggs. That's for sure. Yeah, what would that animal uh, look like? Some kind of Stranger Things hormone, season six. I don't know, man. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so yeah, he's a very basic when it comes to his drinks, Sean Connery. Right. I think rum and right. eggnog. That's all he needs. Uh, he might have a afterwards, maybe a Bailey's as well. Like I feel like he would do that. Uh, or he might just drink something straight, like whiskey too. Oh, like who knows? Gonna, you know, right after the rum and eggnog, man, he's gonna have some cottage cheese in that stomach. Yeah, <laughs> but ideally, uh, for the girl, I, yep. I think Connery's yep. Bond. I think. I think she wants someone who's kind of docile, someone who's not really much effort in, in a sense. So my first choice was Tatiana Romanova, our lovely mm-hmm. Deanna, Daniela Bianchi from, from Mushroom of Love. But also was thinking, too, is maybe he wants to have another, you know, a nice evening with uh, Eunice Gason's uh, Sylvia mm-hmm. Trench. So okay. either of those yeah. two, but I'm going to go for Tatiana Romanova as a whole. Okay. So, <laughs> and the and the food that they would include with their uh, eggnog would be a, a nice wheel of shrimp. Of, of shrimp. <laughs> a wheel of shrimp. I love it. Nice one, buddy. Wheel yeah. of shrimp. Nice one. I that, could see Connery just going. To, I could see Connery's Bond going to the green. You know, going to the grocery down the street. Yeah. He sees a wheel of shrimp. It's cheap. It, it gets the eggnog. That's all he needs. He has White <laughs> Christmas on the TV, and he has you know any. Gathers the most, you know, calls nice Sylvia Trench over, what have you, and that's his Christmas evening. <laughs> Good work. Good work. Or God forbid, Money Penny. But, anyways. Uh... <laughs> nice one. It's his okay. contingency plan. Yeah. Uh, jo- uh, Jeff, that's it's you now, buddy. We're on to uh, George Lazenby. My name's Bond. James Bond. Yeah, I am. Uh, and so for, for him, I was thinking, you know, like. Uh, well, he's an interesting character. So I had a couple of uh, potentials. So the one that I – because I just – I don't know. I feel like he would have kind of a sense of humor. He, I just see him just scoffing at pretty much a lot of different things. Uh, and obviously mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. – the time frame 
it's it's later than you know the oeuvre that is Lazenby, but I, I thought he would probably enjoy watching Black Christmas, the nineteen seventy four version. <laughs> okay, I just thought yes, right, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and uh, and so and. If, like I said, like if he's watching this film uh, and let's say, I don't know, something happens to the reel and it gets burnt or, you know, mm-hmm. he's, mm-hmm. you know, oh, he's things uh, happen. being too, things too, too festive and something happens, right. yeah. Yeah. Um, the backup would be the Star Wars Christmas special. Because <laughs> I'll be honest, <laughs> I just want to see Lazy Bond be like, <laughs> what the actual. <laughs> Is going on Festive here. Yeah. Is going on here. Yeah. Life uh, day. That weird. Yeah. What that <laughs> weird uh, Chewbacca day, porn yeah. stuff that. Uh, yeah. 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 Very weird. The weird, uh, the, weird eye, the weird eye sex that they kind of have back and forth. Yeah. yeah. The eye oh, sex. dude, that grandfather exactly. or, or Chewie's dad is definitely. Is is... definitely rubbing one out there on the seat. He's definitely. <laughs> yeah. He likes uh, he likes he likes that that human Princess Leia I guess I don't know it's something yep. <laughs> very uh, weird. So the that Bond girl thing. I went again yeah. it's a festive choice uh, I figured he would probably appreciate Christmas Jones in more than one way uh, I the other mm. thing is I just mm-hmm. want to see how that would go that relationship because uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah I want to be a fly on the wall there or, or <laughs> maybe a, a stocking. By the fire and just watch. I'll be on the man. I'll be no. I'll be one of those creepy like Elf on the Shelf, and I'd just be like Elf on the what Shelf, the hell's right? Here, right? <laughs> nice one. Um, and nice uh, one. so my backup Bond girl, in case you know something happens and like you know something definitely could happen, uh, would be <laughs> Mayday. Because again, I just I would just want to see what would happen there. I just I can I tell just, you what would happen. Bond would be on the floor. Mayday would walk out. Yeah. That's what would happen. Yeah. And yeah, scene. He would. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, and, okay, so the drink that might uh-huh. cause um, Christmas Jones to either enjoy or not enjoy uh, the night would be a hot toddy. I think that would be a mm. good choice mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, to cuddle yeah, up. Yuletide. Yuletide comfort. Mm. I like it. Yep. And I thought, you know, uh, Christmas bark. And that's not just because uh, I have a dog. Yeah. Uh, no, no, not at all. I don't actually ever eat it, but I, I hear it all the time. But uh, in in relation to the, <laughs> the the festive dessert, I'm I'm saying uh, Christmas bark. That's um, a good shout. And uh, yeah, so that was that's what I'm. Uh, so for for Lazenby again, uh, the top choice is Black Christmas, 1974. The the uh, that's a great choice. A Canadian uh, slasher film, uh, but takes place at. Uh, in Christmas time, and, uh, and it was filmed in Toronto. I think it was York mm-hmm. University mm-hmm. campus. Uh, That's right. Bob yeah, it caused quite right. a stir. <laughs> yeah, it did. It did, and uh, mm-hmm. it has some Canadian, very young Canadian actors that were that became. Uh, anyways, again, because I'm Canadian, this isn't going to mean much. A uh, our fans. Daily Planet reporter. That uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that too. I was going to say also uh, a very young Andrea Martin, and um, mm-hmm. also uh, Olivia Hussey. Uh, oh yes, was in there too. Yeah. That was years uh, after uh, Romeo and Juliet, yeah, though. I think yeah, Romeo and Juliet was like good. six. Six, yeah. So it was, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So cool. a good six years after that. Yeah. So that's, that was my that's an interesting that's my Christmas scene. One. It will be. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, it's on to me then for uh, Sir Roger Moore and his Bond. My name is Bond. James Bond. 
um, I, you know, you can you can hum and you can ha, and you can think about it like as I did. Like I think Roger Moore would appreciate like the Bishop's Wife, or Roger Moore would appreciate something like with you know the old Wait, guard, the something from the old guard. The, yes, the, David the, Niven, yeah, and Cary Grant. Yeah, yeah that's I love um, that's what. Oh my god, I love that. But one. I didn't go for that. I didn't ultimately go for that because I think that's what Roger Moore might enjoy. Roger Moore's yeah. Bond yeah. is gonna like yeah. to see you know, uh, the sugar plum fairy kick Bill Murray in the nuts. And so I think Roger Moore's Bond's going to like Scrooged from 1988. I think he's just going to get a kick out of that. And so I think that's the type of thing that that bit of slapstick might appeal to his sense of humor. And I also think the, you know, the, the morality tale would also appeal because he's, he's not really Roger Moore's Bond isn't really textured in his moral compass he's, he's kind of open and closed isn't he like you know you know yeah. i think he would appreciate the simple story of good versus evil in that respect and the transformation of the human and all of that stuff i think i think that's just going to appeal to him um there's no question in my mind that he's a licorice all sorts kind of guy at a christmas film i think he's just going to have a big bowl of them eating those licorice all sorts and in terms of the drink guys again i'm not i don't think i'm making much up here it's it's uh it's champagne. Like Roger Moore's Bond, is it? He's yes, he's he's he drinks scotch oh, and sodas and martinis and all of that. But I think he's going to sit with the champagne and drink it and drink it and drink it. Maybe give him some of that raspberry liqueur or the black black currant or the blackberry mm-hmm. liqueur, the Chambord. You know, he can have some of that with it. Maybe oh, yeah. some oh, champagne yeah, cocktails. Champagne. Yeah, uh-huh. but. I think he's going Scrooged. I think he's going to have the champagne cocktails with uh, licorice all sorts. And there's also, like, I wanted to do the matchup game. Any Bond girl. He could be with any Bond girl. He's going to be with Octopussy because that's his girlfriend. Octopussy is Roger Moore's Bond's Bam. girlfriend. And that's yeah. just it. Yeah. Like, it's Christmas uh, at the Roger Moore's Bond house. And that, that's what they're going to do. Uh, that's what I think. Yeah. Nice, nice. I like, I like, I like the choice of octopusy. That's cool. Yeah, I, I would and like to have done that match up, but the guy, um, the henchman with the, with the, oh, was it a chainsaw or what? Or what? Who? Oh, what was it? you know, the, like in the octopus- the, the buzz the buzzsaw yo yo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The buzzsaw. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or maybe it's uh, non Blofeld comes down the chimney. <laughs> this delicatessen. Oh yeah, it's Blofeld coming down the chimney. You mean uh, he finally lands Lobot. in his wheelchair? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lobot. Yeah, yeah, Lobot. Yeah. Right uh, back Lobot. to you, Double O yeah. Chapman. <laughs> Dalton, uh, it's Dalton's okay. Christmas. I had Dalton. Yes, that's right. That's right. Bond, James Bond. So actually, um, so I, I was thinking about this. I think I had chosen last year. I think I had said Dalton would uh, watch. Die Hard, and I thought, you know, and, and so like, if I chose that, that's why I didn't choose it this year because I still think he would absolutely love mm-hmm. that. But mm-hmm. I think he would, actually yeah. he would. I think because I just feel like he would just have sort of that like scoff kind of like just laugh at everything, but like kind of sardonically would be. Uh, he would like Scrooged as well. Actually, I chose Scrooged. He would. Yeah, um, I think he would like Scrooged. Yeah, I, I think, think he right. would. And the other yeah. one I chose in case again. Whether uh, the VHS got eaten up, like I don't know, mm-hmm. some random kid broke it. It might not have been available. Again. Maybe someone or took not, it. not available. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or I was gonna say Bad Santa or Badder Santa, which is you know the version that has like you know more raunchy yeah. stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, well, I think he would drink little... rum and eggnog. I mean, I, you know, I, I just think, and I was gonna say the rum is from uh, Isthmus, 
right? That's what we were saying. That's the place. Oh, it's my uh, city. Absolutely. Yeah. The best yeah, run. Uh, for the run. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so it'll be rum and eggnog. Uh, and I believe, and I would definitely like to see this. Uh, I would like to see, because honestly, he's got good chemistry with Pam, and Pam kicks major ass. So, and everyone knows me. You're probably going to guess. Yes, I did choose Paula to be uh, his... Uh, you know, why not uh, to be his cuddle buddy for the for the holidays? Um, <laughs> I don't think that's a bad choice at all. Paula doesn't get enough love. So we either. we make jokes about it. We make oh, jokes about it. You know, we secret we secretly. Yeah, I mean it's uh, uh, it's just true. And um, and I was gonna say that they would just pull apart a really nice gingerbread house and just munch on that <laughs> son of a bitch <laughs> while watching Scrooge. Like just that. have a really nice. Like maybe it's the embassy with the you know where like you know he almost he gets burned. Like there's a nice gingerbread house like that. He eats that one, and up. they just yeah. peel and he just just peel the shit out of that. Just eat that, dunk it in the <laughs> rum and egg. A little dog. vindictive. Yeah, and then just watch Scrooge or and then my backup was yeah or Batter Santa. That's what I was sticking with. Yeah, that's a good one. For, uh, that's a good one. <laughs> nice one. That's a Dalton Christmas right there, packaged up for you. I think so. That's what I thought. I'm biased, but that's also my choice, and you asked. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> right. Uh, Josh uh, Brosnan, please. What's his Christmas look like? A quiet cuddle with who and with what? The name's Bond. James Bond. So I know that Brosnan has this reputation of being kind of like the metrosexual James Bond. So at we first, do say that from my, time to time, yeah. Yeah, my choice for Bond, I think because he's, he's like, it's just the way that he's established, there's like sort of like a, both men and women love the Brosnan Bond, I, I find, which is totally cool. And also just like his fashion style for the era that he was in, you know, like those Ericsson watches, those Eric, sorry, those Omega watches, the Ericsson phones. Um, yeah, phones. He, he also comes across as kind of a sensitive bond too, in, 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 in many ways. Despite you know having that kind of iron exterior, he's always seems to be a bit of a softy on the inside. He's very much mm-hmm. a lady there man is that. type. Yeah. But there's not a cruelty streak to a, to a Brosnan's bond. Very very few. And when it is shown as cruelty, there's a conflict to it. I mean, think of when he kills Electra, mm-hmm. for example. Mm-hmm. So we yeah. have that. But mm-hmm. so I would choose on that basis something like Love Actually for Brosnan. Oh. But okay, yeah, no, that's I can not totally to work see for the girl that Bond wants to have Christmas with. <laughs> now, th- this particular girl is part of a, I guess a, of a society at the present time, even still now, that doesn't really foster to religion, especially Christian religion in particular. Uh, they're more into you know like worshiping their little red books, if you catch my drift. So, I think his girl is going to be Wei Lin, uh, the lovely Michelle mm-hmm. Yeoh. Uh, mm-hmm. Everything here all at once, or whatever the movie's called. Uh, but anyways, yeah. but the thing is, so love actually would not be a good choice. So he's going to have something kind of secular for a Christmas. Now, Die Hard is the obvious choice, but I'm going to go with something that has to do with politics, that has to do with, uh, you know, something that historic has a history thing based to it, and something I think that they could both enjoy. Brosnan, Bond from like the English historical perspective, and uh, Wei Lin just for, this, for the secular nation. I know, he's going. I know where he's I'm going. I'm talking about. I'm. I've, I've always pushed this. This is my Plantagenet family Christmas: the Lion in Winter, <laughs> Christmas court at she at Shinon in the uh, in the 12th century. You can't yeah, beat that. Yeah. Also, I think Brosnan right. kind of loves uh, Catherine Hepburn because it reminds him of him. So that's is basically he also a fan of Dalton. <laughs> That's a good point. 
If, if Dalton watched that, what would that do? Would that would that cause some kind of like wacky fucking wormhole or <laughs> it's something would, that Doc it? Brown like something that yeah, Doc exactly. Brown suggested? Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. It's very possible. Anyway, so Waylon is the girl, and she's going to enjoy the politics yep. of it. Rosin can still take in Rosin's bond can still take in the Christmas nature of it. Well, the very yeah, cynical yeah. Christmas nature of it. Yeah, uh, and then she can also laugh at Western at, at Western governments and stuff, and how they yeah. they, they just squabble and bicker between each other for power. So <laughs> there you go. These people are well thought out. I like it exactly, exactly. <laughs> so the drink is going. So the drink is going to be classic mold wine. And yep. salami yep. and cheese skewers. Oh, yeah. so okay, all right. Explain. Yeah. I don't Explain see those pairing well, but I, I <laughs> like either of those things. Maybe not yeah. together, but I would try. Well, it's just cheese and salami on on a skewer, like on a. No, no, I get the cheese and the salami. I'm talking pair it with the mulled wine. I don't know. Well, the mulled wine is just more of an old school tri- Christmas tradition, yeah. especially in England. It is, yeah. And is. I can kind of see oh, Browson no, going yeah. to his into his bond, you know, into his English roots, and kind of want to share that with Waylon a little bit, you know, uh-huh. in that particular totally, sense. Yeah. Um, well, and maybe yeah. Waylon wants okay. to experience something from a different culture, you know, just to see what it's like, right? And uh, uh, yeah, so and of course, Waylon is the is the girl, so that's the Brosnan. That's Christmas. a good choice because they got chemistry like. Pfft. They can teach. Yeah, they do. How many chemistry courses on that? They got wicked <laughs> chemistry. Yeah. My do. second, my, my second girl would have been uh, outside of the Brazen era. I would have chose Camille from Quantum of Solace. Olga. Okay. Not, so, Not bad. Yeah. That yeah, it would have been a good one. Yeah, would yeah. Have been a good one as well. That would be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you would have made of the movie, but uh, I think Wei Lin really would oh. like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Wei Lin would like it. Yeah. I think she would. All right, well, that leaves me then with Craig, Daniel Craig's Bond. Uh, this was a tough draw for me because um, I, I like Craig's Bond, but in terms of, I remember when we kind of did a ranking of the Bonds a couple of years ago, you know, we uh, Craig, for me, was like, I think he must have might have been fourth or something. Like, I like him, but um, this was tough for me. So I had to think hard, and then I had it. I think I got it. The name's Bond, James Bond. And then I asked my wife, and she said, I don't care, Scott. And I said, okay. So um, I went back to my original plan, as I expected to. So I appreciate um, the background of your choice. Yeah, yes, that's right. Okay, <laughs> Daniel Craig. This guy has, this guy, I mean, given the shit that he's had to deal with as Bond, I think he's going to want to pay it forward. And there's more than a little bitterness in his bond there's more than a little bit of anger and pent up rage in his bond i think he would enjoy a dark sinister christmas comedy i think he'd like a movie like krampus just from a couple years ago i think (laughs) it's gonna it's yeah i think he's gonna like that you know just absolutely krampus killing folk in the name of bavarian custom and i I, I just watched it i think he's gonna like i think he's gonna like that in terms of who he watches it with my my instinct is actually to say he's not he's watching it alone he's just drinking and (laughs) eating alone i I gotta counter to that one i gotta counter to that well i do think i i do think i had to pick one so i I picked money penny because i think i think I, love I think Naomi Harris's Money Penny is his buddy okay. to watch this with. Um, yeah. That's a great. He, I can't. I, I can't picture Daniel Craig and Lois Maxwell in the I same room. It. I cannot picture the two of them in the same no. room. But 
I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with them in terms of the food and the drink, guys. Um, I think he's gonna go champagne as well. Like I know he drinks the Vespers and I know he drinks Heineken and all of that, but he I just think the Vespers for, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I just think for for a dark, gritty Christmas comedy, violence. He's just sitting there drinking. I just think he's going to have, like he said on the plane, was that he said, like, do I look like I give a damn? Like, what? I think he's just going to grab champagne. I just think he's going to drink champagne. Like, he, he puts on a good show drinking fine wine. Yeah, out of stuff, the bottle. Yeah. Or maybe a straw. I, yeah. I just think he's going to have, like, a magnum of champagne and just, like, oh, yeah. tugging it back. Nice. And his food, yeah. spice, spice nuts. Spice mix nuts. That's it. Just spice mix nuts. Big nice. bowl of them. Champagne. Krampus. And maybe Money Penny if she can be arsed, but if she can't, that's fine because he's happy to drink and eat by himself watching that movie. I know that doesn't play or lean into his softer side, but that's that's what I think. Do you want to hear my alternative for Craig? Please. So he has Krampus that movie, and he knows that Hugh has a date that night, and they want to have a nice Christmas di- like this thing. <laughs> he's going to crash okay. Hugh's date. And they're going to watch Krampus, and Q and his date are going to be obviously horrified by Krampus and how it's just a total mood killer for the Christmas season. And that's what Craig's bond yeah. would do. And then Money Penny would show up to drive him home. <laughs> that's that's a good shout. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Oh, good fun. Good fun. Well, guys, with that with that nonsense completed. We've we've come to the end of another holiday special here on Bond by Numbers. We had uh, the winter bonding Christmas rentals feature. We had uh, We Three Kings, non-Electric Kings, wishes for the Bond child. We had mm-hmm. Dickens or Fleming. We had It's a Wonderful What If in the spirit of Jimmy Stewart's uh, It's a Wonderful Life. We had the ridiculous and probably never to be repeated, the Bonds go <laughs> mummering, which uh, less said about that, the better. Uh, ah. We had our Bond henchman roulette wish list <laughs> and our Bond, uh, do you know your Bond holiday music connection? That one was <laughs> so tough, man. That, that is tough. it. It was good. Uh, it was good, yeah. though. Yeah, great <laughs> yeah, show, man. So, you put those together really well. Well, well done. Yes. Well done. Yes. Well, you do are, you have any uh, game show trivia master? Uh, you can definitely weave a good game. You know, I wanted to get a quiz round in there, but the truth is we nailed out so many quiz questions over our first two seasons. If if anyone's listening and they're Sorry disappointed to... we didn't have quiz questions, just go back and listen to our other previous <laughs> holiday. Yeah. They're like four and a half hours long. I don't even know like how yeah. we did it, but go back and check those out. Um, for my part, I'll give you guys the last word, but for my part, I just want to wish everybody out there a really happy and safe holiday season. Thank you very much for... Um, for your patronage this year and your downloads and your kind comments on the socials. Um, it's It's been a fun year. It's been a challenging year. And uh, we've got a few more episodes to this season before we take a rest in uh, probably February time. February or March time, I think, is when we're going to put this season to rest. And yeah, looking forward to a break, but we still have a bit more work to do here on Bond by Numbers before we take that break. So uh, happy Christmas, everybody. Stay safe and uh, yeah, good fellowship and health in the new year. Yeah, I couldn't say it better myself, Scott. Uh, I wish everyone a happy holiday season and uh, bright prospects in the new year as well. Uh, stay safe, uh, sorry, stay safe and uh, you know, enjoy the company of your family and friends. 
uh, have some mulled wine, try that out. <laughs> and uh, Lion in Winter, Plantagenet Family Christmas. That is my. <laughs> everyone is pushing Lethal Weapon and Die Hard as Christmas movie Lethal classics. Lethal Weapon is a Christmas movie? It is. Yeah, people are pushing that now too, apparently. But uh, wow. Die Hard. I, I go can, Gremlins. I go Gremlins. <laughs> nice. Sorry, uh, I'm interrupting but, yeah. you, but yeah, I go Gremlins. But I'm pushing the Lion in Winter as uh, as as a next Christmas classic. I'll keep doing that. But still, uh, <laughs> thank you everyone for listening this year to our season. It's been a lot of fun working, doling all these out for you guys, and also working with uh, Jeff, working with you, Jeff, and working with you, Scott. It's it's been a blast uh, on on here. So, Yuletide, uh, sorry, uh, good tidings for the new year and uh, for the holiday season. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just like to say Merry Christmas to our North American uh, followers. Uh, Happy Christmas <laughs> uh, across the pond, um, and oh, yeah. uh, anyone who is not uh, who does not you know follow that holiday, uh, Happy Holidays! Uh, thank you for Enjoy, yeah. following us, and uh, yeah, it, it this was a this was a really fun season of bond by numbers and i know that's not fully done yet but uh anyways it's, it's been a lot of fun uh this episode was great again thank you scott for all of your uh yes. wonderful quiz master stuff most welcome gentlemen uh, again, most welcome uh here's to um you know um 2023 when we all connect back let's hope it's better than the last couple of years uh yeah <laughs> and uh we'll just go from there so thank you for listening and uh Godspeed, God bless. Yeah. <laughs> Joyeux Noel, Feliz Navidad. <laughs> <laughs>